This podcast contains mature content, explicit language, suggestive situations, and partial to full frontal nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Don't let your kids listen to this. Hi, boys. The listeners want me to use my Scottish accent after a trip to the homeland. Yeah, see if it turns Australian like last episode. You never know. You never know when it does. It sneaks up on you, lads. I think I might move to Edinburgh. It's a great town. Best city in the world. Standing on a rooftop. Midnight struck, wearing a kilt, drinking champagne. Shabong. How are you going to do Gal Gadot champagne in Scottish? It's tough. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one, lads. And I hear the bagpipes in the streets playing Auld Lang Syne. And I just felt like this was my home. Enough champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. That's tough to do. Gal Gadot in a Scottish accent. Probably better than Gal Gadot doing a yeah. Scottish accent. I mean, how often do you pay for sex? Never. Oh, wait, hold on. Are we counting like... Oh, wow, that's hot. Oh, wow. You needed a clarification. Are we counting like, you know, the, hey, I'll take you out to eat. Hey, buying drinks. Hey. Why are you becoming Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> Hey, I'll take you out to eat. Get In that case, the number is immeasurable. <laughs> but if we're talking about the oldest profession in the world, never. Okay. You know why I can't do it? Because in order for me to be able to perform, mm-hmm. I can't suspend disbelief. I have to believe this person's actually into me. It's why strip clubs do nothing for me. I like to go just to have fun. You sit down with your friends, you talk shit, the game is on, you throw some money every once in a while, you joke around with the strippers. I like to treat them like people. At a strip club, that's when you, that's when he finally respects women. That's when he respects them. When they're wearing fewer clothes. Stop objectifying them, Zach. Zach's like, why would I go to a strip club? Because, man, it's a good time. It's a cosmic mix of the action of the 90s combined with the exploitation films of the 70s. But with modern touches, it's hyper-violence, but it knows that it is. It's a little bit Tarantino. It's definitely a little bit Michael Mann. It's kind of a cosmic gumbo. It almost moves to the beat of jazz. are genetically inferior, or they're culturally crippled, or they're socially deprived. How come God couldn't make everyone one color? Like tan. I wish I'd fucked a black broad before I got married. I could really feel 400 years of oppression and anger in every pelvic thrust. I can smell horny across an ocean. (sighs) Not all women. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. Just the hot ones. Hello. Oprah. You're not allowed to go down on me for one month. No, Judith, Don't please. make me take away your masturbation privileges. Yeah, I'm horny too, baby. Hey, Charmin, come on down here. Well, you want exercise by dominance. Scaring. I'm getting a patriarchal urge. Just keep doing what you're doing. We're a team. We work together. I don't know if you were paying attention. <laughs> I was. Please, goddammit! Just one more drink! I'll cut off your tits with a knife, you bitch! 
Five whiskeys. That's breakfast on the river. Yo, you have to clip it, Maze. Clip what? A fucking tiger? What are you talking about? It's not that hard. Just chop, chop, boom, out. Wow, Maze has a really hard job. This is going to be the worst episode we've ever done. My people don't give a ding-dong diddly about what flag fly over Hawaii. You bore me, Fury. Where is the micro film? It's nothing but a bag of meat and flesh and tendon. Why didn't they just name him Spaghetti Lasagna? Fuck, this movie's two hours long? Not the whole thing. This is like the John Gruden emails of movies. Do you like ducks? Or a trench coat full of bees flying around? Like, that would scare me. Bees, bees are cool. That's a duck, man. No, I get it. Coolio. You're the devil's baby mama. I didn't lie, Annie. I just didn't tell you certain things. Don't play no reindeer games with me. An American ninja. What are you talking about? There's no such thing. You've gotten rich off of the people in this town. <laughs> you bet your ass I have. And I'm going to get richer. Coglin's Law. Go into incredibly descriptive details of the story so we all know. Oh, man. I wish I had better notes. Have you ever heard such a pile of shit? Once I get a DVD player, I'm going to watch Gallo Walkers once a day. Come here and give me a squudge. You know what to do from here, internet. All right, cool. Let me Google how to open QuickTime. Justice is blind. It's got space dementia. But it can be hurt. Time to find out exactly what this ooze can do. Pull the fucking rabbit out of your dick and phobe. I'm Temecula's newest hard on dog. Hey, look at here. Why don't we eat us a few thousand beers? You can tell me what's buzzing in the big bad city. Come on, yeah! I look out You, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. Cinephobe, the podcast. We break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al Hassan. That's Anthony Mays, part of the Levitard and Friends Network for Meadow Lark Media. Top of the Lark. You gotta leave a review. I don't even know what we're at at this point. It's been so long since I checked anything. It's been so long since we talked, boys. What do you mean, Zach? We just talked last week. Oh, that's right. We just talked last week. Yeah. The timeline has been branched off so many times. What's it called? The Loki variants or whatever? Like, that's where we're at now. We need to be clipped. 5,655 on Apple. Not gonna cut it. We 20,000 by the end of this year. It's no more. Oh, next year. And the next year. Speaking of variants in the timeline from BGTHA1. Big gangsta one. Guess who's back? I like to binge these, and so I stopped listening in September. But I'm back, baby! What? Incredible Hulk! Oh, wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> God, I forgot we did that. You have a submission, submit it! Just needs to be 40% or lower on the Rotten Tomatoes audience or critic score. It's January, it's 2023. Happy New Year. A new year, a new month, a new theme for Cinephobe. January 2023 is Liam Neeson Month. Mean tested our cognitive strength 
with memory. Then I gave us some warm bagels with taken three. <laughs> the freshest, warmest bagels. Bagels warm. Now it's time for Maze to pick, and he's gone with the 2012 action crime thriller Taken 2. Tukin. Tukin. <laughs> Play that game, you piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and don't even get me started on that one when they took his daughter. Straight Tukin, starring Liam Neeson. Man, Liam Neeson's on the phone like... I have a certain set of skills. Man, f*** with Liam Neeson. Don't even try and be rushing around Liam Neeson. He'll take your arms and scratches up his mouth. They're killing the man, man. And then, oh, you see the second one, though? And the second one, the Russians come after him, and he f***ed them all up anyway. Tooken 2, starring the incomparable Liam Neeson. That's what You got an action crime thriller? Just action thriller. It's just across the board. No crime. Wow. Yeah, they don't like crime in Wikipedia. A lot of crimes in this one. You know what it is? I figured it out. It's not crimes when Liam Neeson commits them. Oh, that's true. And this guy is a war criminal, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. He's killed so many people so easily. And conscripted his daughter into terrorism. Oh, man. More on that later. He did. And also, I am reminded of just the level of trauma this family has been through, specifically his daughter. Well, we're getting closer and closer to it, you know? We are. Take it three, it seems like she's kind of chill. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's cool as fuck now. She's worried about being pregnant. <laughs> Just another day with my dad. Yeah. The real trauma is that she's going to have to decide if she's going to keep this little bastard. Just one of those days. Just one of those days. Taken 3 stars repeat offender Liam Neeson. Whom do you know? It's Taken 2. Oh. Taken 2 stars repeat offender Liam Neeson. Whom do you know from A Million Ways to Die in the West, Daddy's Home 2, Honest Thief, Battleship, Memory, and Taken 3. I wish I knew how to quit you. At the time, Liam had unknown that episode of Life's Too Short. And the gray in 2011. Oh, the gray. I forgot about that one. The one with them big ass wolves and Liam Neeson's in it. Liam Neeson's oh. is my. Oh, Liam Neeson straight jacked up them wolves, man. man. Them wolves up, man. <laughs> Wrath of the Titans, Battleship, this movie, and The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. And then Nonstop in 2014. And it is a travesty that Nonstop does not qualify. How does that not qualify? Is that the train? The plane. No, that's the 9 11 Truther movie. <laughs> This movie also stars Famke Jansen and Maggie Grace. Famke is a four-time repeat offender from Primal, The Poison Rose, and Taken 3. She's in the first Taken movie as well. Had Down the Shore in 2011, this movie in 2012, and Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, along with The Wolverine in 2014. I wish I knew how to quit you. Maggie, also in the first Taken movie, she's now a three-time repeat offender with Hurricane Heist and Taken 3. She was also in the Twilight Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 in 2011 and 2012. Some more repeat offenders. Leland Orser and John Grease are both in this, and they were in Taken 3. I wish I knew how to quit you. Leland is from Very Bad Things. He was also a repeat offender from Daredevil. John is Uncle Rico. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? He's also in The White Lotus. Is Lunell a repeat offender? Because I was very happy to see her. She is, for That's My Boy. I wish I knew how to quit you. Also, Borat coming to America, and Dolomite is my name. We get D.B. Sweeney who was in the crew, did not make it to Taken 3. I wonder what happened there. He's an eight men out and the cutting edge. I'm going to talk about D.B. Sweeney later. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Give him the ass on, boys, right now. Lock it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. He had three lines, and he fucked them all up. Got a note on that as well. Luke Grimes from the Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Yellowstone. Rade Serbegia, a.k.a. Boris the Blade from Snatch. He's Croatian. 
but he is one of the most famous movie Russian bad guys. He's in The Saint. He's in Mission Impossible 2. He's in The Fog. And he's in a lot of Russian shit. Euro Trip, X-Men First Class, 24, Downton Abbey, and Slow Horses. He plays a Russian in all of those. Also, he was in Tekken 2. Oh, oh he took my trivia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Olivier Rabaudin. Oh. Who was in the first Taken. Jean-Claude. Nathan Rippey, who played a different character in the first Taken. And repeat offender, Healthy Emmy, who's uncredited for Cats. <laughs> and that's it. It's just a fuck ton of Turkish actors who haven't been in a lot of things that have crossed over to the U.S. Yeah. Or people who are credited with just this movie on their IMDb pages. Saved money on that to give to Liam Neeson. You think Liam Neeson should maybe take a pay cut so those actors could be paid more fairly? No. Pay cut? No, 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 no. That's gone too far. Taken 2, directed by Olivier Megaton. Directed Exit, The Red Siren, Transporter 3, Columbiana, and Taken 3. Repeat Offender. I wish I knew how to quit you. Written by Luc Besson and Robert Mark Kamen. Luke is now a three-time repeat offender for Taxi and Taken 3. <laughs> Luke. I keep forgetting. Robert is a repeat offender now with Taken 3 in this movie. Synopsis for Taken 2. In Istanbul, retired CIA operative Brian Mills and his wife are taken hostage by the father of a kidnapper. Mills killed while rescuing his daughter. Mm-hmm. Tagline. First they took his daughter. Now they're coming for him. Really? I had a different tagline, but let me see if you got it. Here's the other tagline. They want revenge. They chose the wrong guy. Yeah. Mm -mm, that's not what I have either. Oh. I'm going to do what I do best. Oh. I popped when he said that. It was on the poster, man. I was like, shit. What a great line delivery. Yeah, man. $45 million estimated budget, $139.8 million US, $376.1 million worldwide. Damn. If you're wondering how Taken 3 came about. Bank. These motherfuckers. Renting money. Oh, my God. Got goosebumps. Before we jump to this movie and you list the rest of this podcast, Taken 2 is available on AMC, Fubo. Basically, if you have cable, they're streaming it. The fade outs were even weirder this time. No commercials, but they still faded. <laughs> Taken 2 receives 22% from the critics on 174 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% from the audience on over 100,000 ratings. I mean, check the positive or the negative reviews. Glass half full kind of guy, Zach. Let's start the year. The oh no, yeah, start. <laughs> We're three movies into the year. Yeah, leave it in the timeline. I'm telling you, I knew I was worried. I didn't know how it manifested itself, but I knew I'd fuck it up. Give me the positives. Hey, John, that's weird. That glass looks half full to me. Wow. Now that you mention it, it is half full. Richard Propes of TheIndependentCritic.com. It's my guess that I'll be one of the few film critics who will give the film even a modest recommendation. Okay, I guess you were right. Abby Bernstein of Assignment X. Mostly, Taken 2 is a violent but not too bloody popcorn movie. Unambitious but well-made and moderately entertaining. Yeah. Debbie Baldwin of Ledoux News, who also had a review in Taken 3. Reggie Ledoux. Any relationship? To uh, any relation to Alex Baldwin? Alec Baldwin? Alex? <laughs> no, Alex. Alex. You know his name is Alexander. Okay. So I refuse to call him Alec. Alex. That's what short for Alexander's Alex. I've literally never heard you do this before. I think you just fucked up and now you're scrambling. No. I'm dead. I'm, you, that's his name. His name is Alexander. Because the other thing they call him is Uncle Xander. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Now that I like. No. Uncle Xander sounds like a villain. <laughs> Do I have to say it? I liked every minute. 
Don't expect Schindler's List. Nah. Expect Taken 2 and you won't be disappointed. You must have been so happy to find that review. Oh, I was so happy. Warm the cockles of your heart. Paul Chambers of Movie Chambers. Tom Chambers. Tom Averstro. Movie Chambers. Let me take you to my Movie Chambers. Good action. Neeson rocks as the death-dealing American ex-spy. What else do you need? Maybe Taken 3 isn't such a bad idea. Oh. Oh. Liam McGurin of Flicks. Use a voice. Still delivers what the fans want to see. Liam Neeson being a total badass. Yep. They still really wanted it at this point. Michael A. Smith of Media Mics. And why is it always the Albanians that cause trouble? In this film, Brian seems to have pissed off every Albanian on the planet except for Jim Belushi. Jim, Jim Belushi Albanian? Albanian? I don't know. <laughs> well, in this world, it is the Albanians until yeah. Taken 3 when it's the Russians. Which Tony Medley did not like. That was a great review. Christian Toto of Big Hollywood. Oh, we're not in Kansas anymore, Christian. Taken 2 shows there's just enough juice in this formula to fuel a solid sequel. Any more Mills family kidnappings, though, and things will quickly descend into farce. Well, Liam Neeson agreed. No more taking in Taken 3. There was taken. Spoiler alert. Famke's life was taken. They took the daughter. That's right, yeah. There was all types of taken. The only taking was Forrest Whitaker taking those bagels. We're takers, gents. That's what we do for a living. We take. And then eating them by ripping off chunks. Just an insane way to eat a bagel. Yeah. We should all try to eat a bagel that way. It reminded me of Seinfeld when George starts eating his Snickers bar with a knife and fork. Yeah. I think that's less weird. I want you to go to just any breakfast place and eat a bagel that way out in public. You're going to be stared at. First, you got to order a bagel. Then you got to tell them not to slice it or toast it. Right. Then you got to tell them, no, don't bring me any cream cheese or jams or butter or anything like that. Just hand me the bagel. Just a bagel on a plate. Thank you. And if they'll still serve you, then you have to rip it up into chunks. You got to go to town on it, too. David Aldridge of Radio Times. Wow, the Hall of Famer. Shortcomings aside, this rattles along entertainingly and at barely 90 minutes doesn't outstay its welcome. It is a quick movie. Yeah, man. Charles Grant of Variety. Neeson, despite having turned 60 in June, looks sprightly enough in the role and more than capable of another go-round should Taken 2 match its predecessor's success. I don't know that I'd call him sprightly. Can't wait for the deleted scenes section of the trivia, boys. Graham Young of Birmingham Mail. There's a moment in Taken 2 when Neeson's profile resembles John Wayne. The name Graham doesn't exist in this country, right? Graham Cracker. I heard Graham Young, I was like, that's someone from England. And I was like, well, you don't know. And then I heard Birmingham Daily. See, we don't have grams here. You know why? Why? Because of the metric system. Willie Waffle of wafflemovies.com. Oni? The movie is atrocious, but Taken 2 is absurdly, amazingly, entertainingly horrific. Nigel Andrews of Financial Times. I don't know if I can say this. Nigel. Let's gear up that supercharger a little bit just in case. Good fun and very. Oh, my God. Name Nigel. We don't do that here. How'd I know? Because then we hear Financial Times, that's a British paper. But for us, Asian refers to pretty much anyone from Asia. But if you were going to be specific in describing someone, it would be someone from either Southeast Asia or East Asia, Japan, Korea, China. Mm -hmm. In England, when you say Asian, that to them means specifically the Indian subcontinent. Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, Sri Lankans. Right. That's what Asian means to them. And so they differentiate between those Asians and the other Asians by calling the Koreans, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, et cetera, 
the word that you just said. I mean, how do you know all that? Did you read a book on the plane over to Miami? <laughs> I got so upset at that scene. I loved it, man. So mad. I was so mad. Is it still mansplaining if it's your dad? Yeah. Dad's blaming. No, it's not. It's Poppy Talk. Pop. Last one. User Brian O, four out of five stars. Oh, 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 face. Well, to be honest, I did not like it as much as the first. I know it is fiction and all that, but the beginning turned me off. An Albanian village mourning for evil people who kidnapped young tourist girls, tortured, raped, and even murdered them. What a sick Albanian village that should be wiped off the map. <laughs> the daughter, too, shows no real signs of trauma from her kidnapping, rape, drugged, and selling on the open market. This sequel is too cheesy by far. She tried to show trauma. This is a positive review? Four out of five stars. That really held him back from that fifth star. Brian Oranger, really. Was that Orndorff trying to hide himself in the comment section? <laughs> you just made the four wizards. Yeah, scout with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Negative reviews. You guys got to get them on Illuminati. I'll get them on Illuminati. I'll schedule that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop being a pessimist. This tank is not half full. It's half empty. Mark Jackson of Epic Times. Mama, there goes that review. A lazy, cynical film made for one reason only, to part you from your hard-earned cash. That all said, it holds one's attention surprisingly well. Mark, do you know what movies are made to do? Do you think taking one was art? <laughs> I do. Al Alexander of the Patriot Ledger. Do you think his name is Alexander Alexander? No, it's Alec. Oh, Xander. I Surrender. I simply cannot absorb another fist bullet or knife thrust into my atrophying brain by a hyperventilating Liam Neeson in the name of his stupid, twitty movie daughter, Kim. I found her name to be very annoying every time he said it. Kim. Like, oh, what a dumb name. Robert Roten of Laramie Movie Scope. Oh, Murder, She Roten. This is a halfway decent action film, but I do hope if they make another sequel of this, they make a better one. Hmm. Wait till the end. Find out. Rebecca Cousy. Of Patheos. Bob Cousy. If there were any justice in the world, this would be the movie inspiring mass riots. It's that bad. Whoa. Damn. All right. He hasn't seen cats. <laughs> Andy Lee of Daily Star. Andy Lou. Dynasty killer. On the evidence of this cheesy sequel, Neeson is in danger of becoming the new Steven Seagal. I don't know if he's in danger. He kind of did, but he's doing it better. He overtook him as the hand-to-hand -hand king. No danger. Mm-mm. John Bifus of the Commercial Appeal, Memphis, Tennessee. Four of us, Bifus. If you lie with dogs, you get fleas. If you go to Europe with Liam Neeson, you get kidnapped. I did have that note. Why would they go to Istanbul? Dan Leibarger of KC Active. Like American filmmakers, it seems the French don't know when to quit either. Why would they quit? They're printing money. I know. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. This is easy for Luke. <laughs> this is light work. This is easy for me. This is like Zippo. <laughs> Very easy. Pete Vonderhaar of Houston Press. Jaws the Revenge with Albanians. <laughs> yeah, sure. I laughed. <laughs> Susan Granger of SSG Syndicate. Is she part of the Albanian <laughs> child trafficking? Generic and mind-numbing. It leaves the door open for another, perhaps inevitable, installment. Mark Ellis of Schmoes No. They do. This felt like watching the U.S. blow the Ryder Cup. Everything that could go wrong did. Anytime there was a chance to make a play, it failed, and the participants looked like they really didn't give a shit. Ah, an elaborate golf analogy. From 2012. Topical. None of this means anything. Donald Clark of the Irish Times. You're the voice. The fight moves are so brief and contained that Angela Lonsbury could manage them without risk of hernia. 
Kind of a good idea. I'd like to see Angela Lansbury beating ass, taking style. <laughs> R.I.P. James Vernier. Boston Herald. Evan Fournier. Taken two. The Cleaners. Alonzo Duralde of The Rap. Less a movie than it is a cinematic waterboarding. Oh, wow. No, the waterboarding's in the next movie. <laughs> Last one. User Vincent H. Half star out of five. Vincent Haskew. Ah. Mm -hmm. Up to this day. I still don't know if this movie was intended to be a joke or not. I'm also trying to figure out who is the villain here because Liam Neeson sure acts like a deranged psychopath. Same note <laughs> too, bro. <laughs> we'll get Amin El Hassan's first note after these messages. Amin, what is your first note? These opening credits equals they've got a big dick and they know it. <laughs> the music, the cinematography, the editing, it's definitely come. <laughs> Maze, what is your first note? Liam Neeson should have been in a movie called The Irishman. I'm not saying he had to be in the Scorsese movie. Yeah. Even though he could have been. But one of these post-taken movies should have been a movie where he's an Irishman that kills people instead of a Texan a bunch of times. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Just seems like a layup. My first note. I bought the unrated trilogy. Oh, that's why. <laughs> it's called the extended harder cut. That's just an erection. It's about an extra, it's about an extra tense. Extended harder cut? We got opening credits, cargo plane, unloading coffins. A man is pointing a gun at the guy with the manifest. There's military trucks driving the coffin into the countryside. Pulsating intense music, choppy, desaturated flashes. I think this is the exact same road they use for the main action sequence in Hobbs and Shaw, which was set in Samoa. Mm. I really think it's the same road. Great sweeping shots of this truck, though. I love it. Oh, fantastic cinematography. Yeah. Olivier Megaton. They put those goats there to be authentically Albanian. Mm-hmm. You know it's Albania if there are goats on the road. Yep. Unless it's offensive. Cut that. Too late. We have a funeral, and Boris the Blade is there. He's about to toss dirt onto the grave. He says, he slaughtered our men flashback of scenes of liam killing from the first movie yeah our brothers more killing flashback our sons electrocution torture i don't remember them being muslim in the first one but again i haven't seen taken in like 15 years so yeah i vaguely remember it i wonder if tony medley will touch on this the dead cry out to us for justice on their souls i swear to you the man who took our loved ones from us the man who has brought us such pain and sorrow. We will find him. We will bring him here. We will not rest until his blood flows into this very ground. We will have our revenge. Buddy, you're running a sex trafficking ring. He doesn't care about that fact. <laughs> Come on. We will get to that later, but that is not important to him. Just family. He's like Dom Toretto. Let me tell you, the dude next to him in the scene is completely ass off. The dude at the funeral. Oh, he's going through it. A couple of things going on here. Number one, they speak English. Convenient. <laughs> also, this is eulogist position. <laughs> eulogist position. <laughs> Ulysses' position was one of the generals in the Confederate Army. <laughs> Who kept explaining what they're about to do before they did. Hello, exposition. I love a shot of dirt being thrown onto the camera. Oh, yes. Love that. Right onto the lens to indicate that this guy is throwing dirt into the grave. Then we cut to some up 
upbeat music. It's this song called Handyman. Yes. Which I don't think is a real song. I think they made it for this movie. Oh. We all need a handyman? <laughs> is that a real song? Here comes the handyman. He'll make it work for you. All the jobs you need to do. He'll innovate and uncomplicate it for you. Liam is polishing his car with authority. Oh, his ass off. Liam is wiping the fuck of this car. Yeah. Does he work at a car wash now? The employee comes up and says, the finish is included in the cost of the wash. That's okay. I'd rather do it myself. I'm a little obsessive that way. Oh! The look on this guy's face is like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's going to put him out of a job. By the way, just to answer the call of the soundtrack exposition, we do all need a handyman, don't we? We do. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you're that obsessive, but not enough to wash the car yourself? No, just polish. Just to dry it? Just the wax. The way he's looking at it, though, is so serious. It's insane. Yeah. He looked less focused when he was saving his daughter in Paris. That's a character trait that I remember from Taken 3, obviously, which we just watched. This yeah. is the thing that they are trying to hammer home is that OCD runs in the family. He pulls up to the house and waits until exactly 2 p.m. on the dot before getting out of the car. Walks up to a mansion. He rings the doorbell. Lenore, very much alive. Oh! Answers. Time warps. Is something up? No, it's Saturday, 2 o'clock. Jim's driving lesson. Boys, this is pure, uncut, raw Bolivian interest position. It's been a while since we got this, where two characters introduce themselves to one another, even though they know who the fuck they are. Yeah, even though they were married, they have a kid, they're divorced. Why would they say each other's names? She says that a music lesson got switched. He asked which one. She says she has no idea. Oh, a little schedule position right there. Schedule's position. They laugh. You know how kids are, especially ones who are desperate to pass their driving test at the third try. She's not desperate. She failed twice. Buddy, it's important. It's fucking licensed. It's not that important. Oh, uh, it is, man. You got to remember she was taken. So now all of these skills are eminently important. They joke about Lenore not being a good liar. An honest Lenore. Find out she's really at her boyfriend's place. Mm. Liam gulps. She has a boyfriend. He's so ass off. Pauses, he gulps, he looks away, he looks back at her. She has a boyfriend. I said, is it the same dude from Taken 3? Sadly, it is not. She wants to know if he wants to come in for a drink. Wants to know why she didn't tell him. She said so he wouldn't run the full security check. On everything he's done since kindergarten. She's okay, right? Yeah, she's okay. I mean, she went through some crazy trauma, so she's probably not okay. No, not at all. And her mom's about to die in the next movie, so, you know. Yeah. It's really going to get rough for her. They drink some 2 p.m. wine. Oh, I love a 2 p.m. wine. Tell me it's none of my business, but are you okay? Mm-hmm. She's separated from Stuart, who doesn't exist in this movie. No, he just... She's been having marital issues since Taken 2? Yeah, man. Way to play the long game, Liam. He wants to know if there's anything he can do. Then he starts to leave. She says, don't. I don't even know where the kid lives. She says, you found her in a city of 12 million people within 72 hours. Love a little recaps position from another movie. Promise me. Gonna give her space. He doesn't say promise, though. Yeah, he never promises. No, he doesn't. Because we cut to Kim making out with this dude. Mm-hmm. Lenore's trying to call four missed calls from her. iPhone with the button. Oh, man. Love the iPhone with the button. Miss the home button. She wants him to go slow. She wants him to wait. He says, take all the time you need. 
taking her time. Yeah. Also, this is a great strategy by this guy. What? Oh, yeah. You tell them to take all the time they need. Oh, boy. That just makes them want it more. Yeah. Okay. Could you sound less like a predator when you say that? Liam's knocking on the door like an asshole, ringing the doorbell. And I said, what's your door knock slash doorbell strategy? I think it's just three knocks. Knock, knock, knock. Yep. What about doorbell? Before there was ring. I mean, I would just ring it. You just go ding dong, that's it? Yeah, and then I'll wait 10, 15 seconds, and if I don't hear anything rustling or someone doesn't come to the door by then, I'll ring it again. Maze, what about you? What's your doorbell slash door knock strategy? Knock, knock. That's it. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's just a text or a call. I don't use a doorbell. What if it's a treehouse? You don't have to knock. You just go right in. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like what he needs to do it. <laughs> There's a can with a string. <laughs> Any text on that? We got to definitely write a song about how we, we do not diddle kids. Do not diddle kids. It's no good diddling kids. There is no quicker way for people to think that you are diddling kids than by writing a song about it. You got to write a song. It's just a, ooh, I wouldn't do it with anybody younger than my daughter. No little kids. Got to be big. Older than my wife. My daughter. Something like that. All right, he's there. He opens up. They get introduced. Can I get you anything? A drink? Just my daughter will be fine. He ignores the handshake. There's a sign on the door that says, Invisible fence now open. Aliens welcome. College, am I right? <laughs> she can't believe he's there. He says he knows how important it is for her to pass her driving test. Wait, Kim, you don't have a license? You ever tried to parallel park an Escalade? Look at me, Louie. Jesus. Wow, first world problems, Kim. He meets Liam Neeson, who's her dad, for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he says, can I get you a drink? I feel like if I just got done caught with this dude's girl, daughter, excuse me. We didn't get caught. I mean, he kind of did. I guess I didn't check to see if this guy has a boner. <laughs> Hugest boner. <laughs> Since the sock hop. Hugest boner. Can I get you a water? A drink? Like, oh, is that what you're doing? You're serving drinks? He just had 2 p.m. wine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he probably smelled it on him. He probably smelled it on his breath. He's like, you got an Irish accent. You probably drink right now. At this point, I was like, is she in high school? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that hit me. I was like, whoa. He's like, you don't have a driver's license. Is she in high school? Because she was, I think, 15 in the first movie. Yeah, she's barely in college in Taken 3. And this dude is... Taken. A full course. Yeah. He's taking a virginity is what he's doing. Whoa, Jesus Christ. So you know what he's also going to be taking? Six to eight percent. Supercharge that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Take the test with his car. Kim kind of panics, grabs her purse, and just runs out. Cut to her driving. He wants her to slow down. She can't believe he did that. Exposition about leaving for fall break next week. He's going to Istanbul. We plan this. When you make plans, you, you keep them. Mm -hmm. No, Dad. You planned this. She wants to know how he found her. He wants to know why she didn't tell him about her boyfriend. She just wanted to feel normal, even if it's just pretending. GPS installed on her phone. Ah. Turn of the century, bitch. But also, she says, promise you won't do it again. And he says, I won't do it again. Maze, please clip. You've been lying to me this whole time. I didn't lie, Annie. I just didn't tell you certain things <laughs> the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth is that a 20 cb thing because yes. that used to be in every movie and now 
Nothing. Entirely 20 CB. I feel like the Freedom of Information Act eliminated that. That's a great point. That's when it changed, I think. Yeah. She needs extensive therapy, not a driver's license. No. (laughs) He's telling her to break before she stops. He's like, you just hear so many scary stories of goings on with people your age. Goings on? Scary stories? You rescued her from a sex trafficking operation six months ago. But that's not a goings on. She's the story. What story? (laughs) What are you talking about? She's the story. She just wants to feel normal again. She doesn't know how. There's her trauma. He tells her to drive. (laughs) To get home, she nails the parallel park. Damn, she's really good, yeah. Perfect. Why couldn't you do that in the test? I don't know. Maybe I didn't want a license. She's ass on in this scene. Yeah, she is. (sighs) She wants him to trust her to figure this out. He says he won't do it again or run a background check on Jamie. He calls his buddy Sam. He wants him to run a check. The usual, not too deep, on the boyfriend. We got to Paris. Paris. Le Tour Eiffel. Madonna and Child. The inspector. The devil's pitchfork. In <laughs> the first movie. <laughs> Jean-Claude gets home. He's receiving a registered letter from his neighbor. These people don't speak English, but our Albanian terrorists do. When he walks into his apartment, his bodyguard is dead. He pulls the gun and then has one at his neck, and he gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Cut to him getting beat up in a chair. He's being interrogated. This guy picks up scissors. Yeah. I thought he was going to cut his tie off. You want to play with me? This guy fucking loves scissors. Scissor me timbers is what I called him. Scissors me timbers. He says, you want to play with me? He likes the hippo. But I'm a good player too. I thought he was going to Van Gogh him here because he's grabbing him by the ear. You called him scissor me timbers. Yeah, scissor me timbers. Scissor me timbers. And he stabs him in the leg with the scissors, covers his mouth while he screams. You had that stabbed in the leg? Oh, no, I had the crotch. Yeah, he got stabbed in the dick, man. Poor Jean-Claude. The old junk drawer. Inspector, ass off. One goon shows Inspector a teddy bear and he freaks out. Rules are changing. How did he get the card into their house and kill the interrogator's brother? Ass off for the teddy bear. Got a little smile on his face. Oh, my God. It's kind of a precursor to the panda bear. Yes, to the panda. Yeah. It's got the same insane look on its <laughs> face. Same look. It was Jean-Claude's car. We cut back to Liam. He's outside the mansion. Lenore's husband speeds away in a car, but we don't see him. He's not even in the credits. Because they didn't cast it. We don't know who this steward is, but it's definitely not Doug Ray Scott. 2 p.m. hits, and he just sits there. Wow. He waits for 2.01. Unpredictable. Yeah, there you go. Throw her off. Lenore's crying when she answers the door. Who answers the door full on crying? Come on, man. Trip planned for China. Kim's spring break. Try to work things out. And he canceled everything. All the reservations. Just can't believe he did this to us. Well, wait until he murders you in the next movie. Thought it would be nice for Kim and I, you know, to be away together. Away from all the tension. (laughs) I was like, just fuck already. When they're holding hands and stuff. He's turned into such a bastard. So tired. The fighting. The lawyers. He offers to bring her and Kim to Istanbul. Can't impose. He's working for three days. Then they can come over. It could be fun. I can't believe you missed this line, Zach. She says, this isn't your problem. This is my turn with Kane. It's my turn. (laughs) Got to drinking and grilling with the boys. She's definitely coming. Uncle Rico's wearing a stupid fucking hat, man. No, no, no. Adam, come on, man. One fedora per crew. No, I'm pretty sure the more fedoras, the better, because I look like I'm in a ska band right now, like I'm in Real Big Fish. This is when I had to look it up. 
because D.B. Sweeney's there. Fake Sudeikis. And the other guy isn't. So they recast Bernie for Taken 2, but the guy from the original Taken came back for Taken 3. And they look nothing alike. Nothing alike. Maze, please clip the I think you should leave hat testimony. Oh my God, did you see Brian's hat, Vincent? Oh fuck. Ha 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 ha. What the hell? Bree, he looks so fucking stupid, I can't breathe. Vincent, what the hell even is it, Bree? It's a fedora with safari flaps in the back. Vincent, holy shit, he looks so fucking stupid. Should have insisted. Come on, guys, cut me some slack. Going through a hard time. Didn't want to make it harder. She was confiding in me. I'll lay money. She's still got something for him. Don't go there, friend. He didn't say I'll lay money. He just said lay money. Maybe he still has something for her. Oh, can we talk about basketball for God's sake? Oh. Back in 1969, the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks tied for the first round pick. Down to a coin flip. <laughs> Phoenix calls heads. Yeah, it was tails. And then the goddamn Bucks got Luel Cinder. I couldn't get to my notes and copy paste fast enough. <laughs> we're not saying that. Saying what? That we're going to kill the president. Oh, shit. Say it again. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I tried to get a video, but I couldn't flip the thing fast enough. Don't go there, friend. <laughs> friend don't go there friend but he says it like don't go there girlfriend that's how he's trying to say it liam neeson style like there's a little sass there yeah. <laughs> i wish he had snapped <laughs> it's just dudes dudin bantering it up just dudes having a dude fest can we talk about basketball for god's sake come on does this all mean liam neeson is actually like a hoops fan and he's just trying to shoehorn it in it has to be it's basketball everywhere in his shit or he just thinks that's what dudes do that's what guys do i think it's luke Besson being like what do american guys do what do american guys do they grill meat drink beer and talk about basketball <laughs> wear hats wear hats play golf cut to albania Someone slides a picture of Liam across a desk. Envelope of money is exchanged with the dude who is interrogating the inspector. Ah, oh, scissor me timbers. He tells him, Istanbul. That's it. <laughs> that easy, man. Cut to Istanbul. Dignitary thanks Liam for making his stay feel very secure and safe. Just like that, he's done working. Liam is given an envelope of money. And he giggles at it. Oh, he's so ass off when he's chuckled as he checks the money. He can't believe how much he just got paid. He thinks it's so easy. This is just a walk in the park. Cut to him getting paid. What do you guys think he got paid for? Security. No, no, no. No, in the first one, he was running security for a pop star. He, you know what he got paid for? Ensuring the World Cup would be in Qatar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Racist. He calls Lenore and he leaves a message. No message from you, so you probably found some place to go. I hope things are a little easier. So much exposition on this call. If you ever need to talk or anything, I'm here. I mean, I'll be there. We'll probably ship out tomorrow. No news from Kim. I guess she's busy with the boyfriend and all. I hate that move. I hate when people do that. When it's like, hey, Zach, uh, it's called, guess you're busy with Derek. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that, man? Damn right I am. It's daytime. It's called assumptions position. <laughs> Yeah. Some position. I hate that shit. Just then, Kim says, Dad, and he turns around, and she's there. So is Lenore. Surprise! Surprise! Champagne. Len Mom's been tracking him through Sam. <laughs> Did you say champagne? I don't know. And uh, she says, you're not the only one with moves, huh? And at first I said, this is very ass on. But then I was like, no, oh, it's ass off because that's how moms talk. Mm -hmm. And she gave a little wink and a point. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme says, welcome to Istanbul. They check out the suite, the view of the city. 
He'll let them get settled back in 30. This is the part where I said, I'm sorry, there ain't no way in hell I'd take my family to Europe alone, forget about Eastern Europe, on vacation after what happened and taking one. That's just got to be triggering on some level. Forget about you for them. Yes. No, because the only reason he was worried about taking one is because he wasn't there. No, I'm saying for them. He's fine because he's a psychopath. Yeah. He's a murderer. He knows he can murder in any country. You're saying that Lenore and Kim wouldn't go. Yeah. You're not that far from Paris. Or that far removed from what happened. Yeah. This isn't like 10 years later. We know he's not investing anything in therapy. It's all driver's ed lessons, right? No. I'm guessing those music lessons from the end of Taken One didn't go so well. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be much of a singer now. I didn't come up with either of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing she got hooked up with that pop star. She's like, bitch, you don't have any talent. You got to go to college. Just get pregnant. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, just get knocked up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Convoy on the way. It's Boris and them boys. Convoy. Did they just drive down the hill and then get to the Turkish border? Yes. Which is a cottage? Yes. Yes. It's a little shack. A little love shack. Baby shack. Liam gets into his room, gets his luggage from the closet, puts his guns away. I love a suitcase with all those foam cutouts for guns. I love that. For guns and knives and stuff. Yeah. But you're focused on the wrong things, I wrote, only Liam Neeson could make using a hotel key card look cool. Oh, he does, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, he's killing it. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. He's got the room within the room, and yes, the foam-fitted case, I really thought about getting one of those for camera gear at one point but they were a little too expensive is that a room within a room or is that the adjoining door i think he's in a suite it's a separate room but it's got the adjoining door but why would he go into the gun case room through the other room instead of just going into the gun case room to make the key card look cool yes okay he gets dressed he goes to their room letty's gonna take a bath and get into bed just kim and liam and guess where she takes him <laughs> A club? What? Ah, oh, this is extended. Oh, you didn't get this? I just got straight to a boat. We're on a boat. Oh. Clip it, Maze. We're on, on a, a boat. boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. Yeah. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. Oh, guys, we're in a club. She's dancing out on the dance floor, and he's just standing at the bar doing that move where he's got the elbow on the bar and his head on his hand, oh. and he's just waiting. Like Giannis in the MVP yeah. bar. Yes. She's dancing, and then she walks over. She's like, are you good? No, let's stay around for a couple more hours. They kind of look at each other, and he goes, just kidding. Okay, let's go. And then they go to the boat. Wow, well, I can see why they cut that scene. <laughs> it's so stupid. I feel bad that they didn't have that in the deleted scenes that I watched. So on this side is Europe, and the other side is Asia. Oh, my God, this shit. And every conquest for the last 2,500 years, whether it was west going east or the east going west, they all tied for the first round pick, and then the goddamn bucks got Luel Cinder. <laughs> Well done, Mace. <laughs> they get tea. She asks, how do you know all this stuff? It's because I read. I read it in a book on the flight over. Read a fucking book for once. God damn, I'm sick of these dumbass kids, man. She can borrow it if she wants. No wonder you go to that bullshit ass community college and take it three. Uh, damn, the singing career didn't work out and academia not for her either, huh? <laughs> no, just baby making. Shit. Trauma, you know, it's hard to overcome. An OCD, apparently. He asked about the boyfriend. Is it serious? That was a really smooth transition. She doesn't know. It's only been a few months. Not sure if she's in love with him. How do you know? Have you ever been in love before? Not the way Lenore talks about it. Said when you guys met that it was super special. 
super special. She said that. Mm-hmm. Like high school gossip. And then she says it was magical. Magical, huh? And in his mind, he looks off to the distance as if to say, I got this bitch now. What? One more movie and I'm going to reel it in. Because he's been playing the long game, guys. Yes, yeah. Fireworks go off and I thought, Amin will say there's tension between the father and the daughter. No. That's what you thought I was going with, right? When I said I got this bitch now. I really did. See, that's your twisted mind, man. That's not me. You said a sister and a brother were fucking in Teen Witch. Look, man. Two children. Look. <laughs> no, I don't want to look. Quit telling me to look. <laughs> Cut to the next day. Convoys in the city. Boris gets out of the car. Scissors me timbers is there. Terrorists love nothing more than a vintage Benz. Terrorists love getting out of a car. <laughs> yeah, but they love getting out of a vintage Benz. <laughs> they do. But think about Travolta and Swordfish. Remember when he did that twirl out of the car? Oh, my God. No one's ever twirled like that. No. But terrorists just love getting out of cars. You know what else they love? Terrorism. Leather jackets. Oh, yeah. They love leather jackets. Oh, my God. Every guy here has a leather jacket. And the ones who don't, like this guy with the stripes and the tan hoodie, that means you're low level. Yes. Super low level. I was thinking the same thing. If you have a leather jacket and you're a terrorist, you're one of the big dogs. You're a capo. You're on the porch. Ask if everything is prepared as you requested. Ah, perfect. Horse is checking out the building. Liam tucks a tracker or some shit, I don't know, into his sock, puts his case away. Yeah, we'll find out later. It's the world's smallest smartphone. (laughs) He gets a call. He's told Liam is in the lobby. Wait until he's outside. There's a guy sitting, he's sipping tea and he calls. Marat tells him, I got eyes on him. And just as he's like leaning forward to sip the tea... Liam just starts staring the fuck out of him. I fucks him. Yeah. He's on to me. I'm leaving. The dude immediately aborts. And I said, Liam Neeson picked up on a suspicious phone call because the guy took a sip of tea. I think it was the eye contact, but yeah. That's insane. He literally has superpowers the last 30 minutes of this movie. (laughs) No, wait. (laughs) Not 30 minutes, but this is my favorite part. So then Lenore and Kim walk up Uh and then there's another dude on the other side of the lobby. This guy's got a newspaper. I'm like, it's 20. 12 or whatever guy. No, this is suspicious as hell. <laughs> newspaper and on the phone and kind of staring over the paper. Doesn't notice him at all. No, man. You were still reading newspaper in a lobby in 2012. I'm going to push back on that. Anyone sitting in a lobby reading a newspaper? No, overseas, they love a newspaper. These people are absolutely spies. Yeah, they're ops. I mean, next time <laughs> you see a guy with a newspaper in a lobby, go beat his ass. No questions asked. Just immediately. Might still lose. <laughs> All right, Kim says the jet lag hit her, so she's going to the pool, letting them go. He gives her his room key to grab the book. No No adventuring. adventuring. What does that mean? Adventuring? (laughs) Don't get taken. That's what he means. That's not a verb. You brought me to Europe, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm adventuring right now. All right, Liddy says she knows what she's doing. Another man in the lobby calls Boris, says the daughter's staying. What can we do? That's the man with the newspaper. I want all three of them. He's wearing a leather jacket, by the way. Just want to point out. Yeah, so he's high up. Yep. That's why he didn't get noticed. Uh, Got to Liam and Lenny in a car. She thinks we just fell off the turnip truck. What do you mean? <laughs> She's trying to play Cupid. Oh, I see now. The turnip truck analogy lost me for a minute. <laughs> Lenny says when he came back and said he wanted to make up for lost time with Kim, she thought he'd be gone in three weeks. That was usually the limit. He stuck around. Give her a take a week. Yeah. I used to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> Slick back <laughs> hair. <laughs> Sloppy steaks at Giovanni's. Big rare cut of meat with water dumped all over it. Water splashing around the table. Makes the night so much more fun. After the club, go to Giovanni's for sloppy steaks. They'd say, no sloppy steaks, but they can't stop you from ordering a steak and a glass of water. Before you knew it, we were dumping that water on those steaks. The waiters were coming to try and snatch him up. We had to eat as fast as we 
good. Oh, I miss those nights. I was a piece of shit, though. Used to be. I said was! He really proved her wrong. Thought he'd never change. Why not? I don't know. Your personality. You know, when you commit to something, you kind of focus all your energy there. Like a dog with a bone. Ah! He said it. Nice analogy. I understood that one. No, you know what I mean. When you give, it's 100% of 100%. It's not good math. He can never give up something he commits to. You gave us up. No, never. No. Not in here. Not up in here. <laughs> Got to give at the indoor pool. And she has zero rhythm along with zero cheeks. Oh, boy. She's a teenager. <laughs> Liam tells the driver to turn left. Out of nowhere, he noticed they're being followed. He just knows. How does he just know? He's got a particular set of skills. I guess. And he looks back. He says, don't. A crowd has gotten between the cars on a small street. Okay. He tells her to go inside a gallery entrance in the middle of the block. She wants him to explain what's going on, but there's no time, except to give her incredibly specific directions. Incredibly descriptive detail. Of a place that he's been for four days. That's why I said this motherfucker knows Istanbul like that. Fuck out of here. Was this geography of Istanbul in his book, too? One, maybe. And two, you think he hasn't done a job in Istanbul before? Dude. Fuck out of here. I live in Phoenix. I've lived there for over 20 years at this point. There are places I go every day. I can't tell you. Go through there. Make three steps. Turn around. Because you're not a spy, you dipshit. Okay, all right. The important part is he says, don't open the door even for room service. <laughs> he needs her to focus. Needs her to be ready. Tells her that he'll be fine. If the guy's following us, they're about to have a problem. And a dog has a bone. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is try and take it from him. I take my dog's toys from him all the time. That's not true. She kisses him, and I said, mission accomplished, boys. <laughs> City boys up! He makes the driver get out of the car. Goons know he knows. Boris says, do it now. Now their car chasing him through the streets in the bazaar. He's trying to call Kim. She's in the pool. Lenny is on the move. A lucky moment hides Liam's car in the alley from the pursuers. Come on, Kim. Answer the goddamn phone. Kim reminds me of the rehearsal. Oh, when the kid is dying and she's <laughs> she just, just dancing, dancing like a bingo. Black van pulls in front of him. Guy's hanging out the window. Shoots a gun at the windshield. They've got him boxed in. A lot of guys get out with guns. What happened to the orders of get him alive? He's just shooting wildly at this dude. No, come on. He's not in a leather jacket. He'll never be in a leather jacket. No, he won't. Because of shit like that. He somehow vanished out of the car and is ambling through the bazaar. He's fucking Houdini all of a sudden. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We skipped a couple of things. First of all, ass off for the moped guy who crashes and falls ever so daintily into the sacks. Also, do you guys notice when he gets boxed in there are pretzels on his back windshield i did know that and i said oh come on herc that's my whole inventory the basket got left in the car so now he's running well he's not running it's not a run oh my god he's an ambling man ambling entertainment he's escaping on foot and tossing boxes behind him and i asked the question does knocking over shit when people chase you ever really work i mean my note here i've always felt taking the time to knock things down behind mm -hmm. you as your chase is actually costing you time same note too bro you might get them to trip up once but you're breaking stride it's fucking stupid not everyone's john wall john wall could cross over on the move oh clip it <laughs> clip it maze now listen to me What's up? The team I support has a very particular set of skills. Skills they've acquired over a fearless career. Mm -hmm. They move fast. They shoot with unthinkable accuracy. They know how to defend themselves. And they train around the clock. What that means for you is this. Christmas Day, they're going to unleash their skills on you and your team. And they're going to defeat you. 
Good luck. Liam's grabbing the phone and he's calling Kim. And this dumbass child logs on the Skype to record Cinephobe. <laughs> she gets on her iPad to record Cinephobe. She's doing the cold open. She's asking for reviews. Lenny runs into a locked gate that wasn't in his directions. The guy intercepts Liam, but he quickly tosses him into a wall. He throws the fuck out of this dude into the wall. His change of direction ability is so creaky. He comes to a halt in slow motion and changes directions. Why does he slide across the hood of the car? He half slides, half just gets hit by a car. The other guy parkours off of it. Hardcore parkour. He knocks the guy out with one punch. Guy has a gun on him. It gets disarmed. Another guy swinging a baton wildly. He's dodging, parrying, taking out these guys. I dated someone once who had a collapsible baton. That was for when you weren't around. It's a cool weapon. And he takes on three guys at once. Easy peasy. He is the fastest hands, man. Threatens to blow a guy's brains out. Other henchman just shoots him three times. Kills his own guy. Pulls the bolo. Also, you notice leather jacket. There you go. Guy who got boloed, not wearing a leather jacket. Track jacket. That's the foot soldiers of terrorism right there. And then Scissor Me Timber shows up with Lenny. Tells him to drop the gun. Liam Neeson takes the time to pull out his phone, which I thought was very odd in that moment. Calls Kim. Listen to me carefully, Kim. Your mother and I are going to be taken. Two. Yeah, yeah, he said it. He said it. And people are going to come for you, too. Leave the place where you are, calmly. Go to where the book is I told you about. There's a door. Go into the room and hide in the closet. You got that? Yes. Good. I'll call you. Go. Now. There's two things that happen in every Taken movie. Liam Neeson kills a shit ton of people, and Liam Neeson does some serious acting over the phone. That was the premise of that John Wall commercial, right? We're going to do the thing that he does where he gets on the phone with someone. He's the best on the phone in movies. Threaten someone over the phone? No one better than Liam Neeson. He then drops the phone crushes it under his foot, and then drops the gun, at which point... So we triple teamed on him, dropping them motherfucking bees on him. The more I swung, the more blood flew, then he disappeared, and my boys disappeared too. Because they beat his ass. Oh, they beat the fuck out of him, man. <laughs> oh my God. Then they put bags on their heads. Cut to Kim, looking around nervously. Guys in the lobby, concierge gives up the room number and the key immediately. Lenny and Liam are in a van as they drive around. Liam is counting out the seconds uh, and mentioning what happened after those seconds. Left turn. Right turn. Man singing. Boat horn. So this dude's always got to be singing for you to get around? There is so much going on. Number one, you have no idea what speed they're going. Right. What's counting going to do if they're going fast or going slow? Same note, too. Two, there are no red lights at all in this city. No. Just left turn, right turn, go straight. Three, man singing. This man knows Istanbul, like the back of his hand. He knows the entire history of Turkey. He doesn't know that's a mosque with a prayer call. He read it in a book. He didn't read that in a book, apparently. He <laughs> thinks it's someone singing. And it's all based on the watch text. He's got a loud watch. They can't find her at the pool. Maid calls security when she sees goons with a gun. Oh, the maid who's French but speaks English to security at a Turkish hotel. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. That checks out. They're headed to Liam's room. She rushes in. She can't get in the closet. She heads to the window. Liam's counting. Hammer on metal. Gear shift a second. Because whoever's banging metal with a hammer. Birds. God knows they're going to be doing that for the rest of their fucking life. Apparently everything in Istanbul is on a loop. Only birds in one spot in Istanbul. Birds? Yep. This is the bird zone. Istanbul birds. Bird law. <laughs> <laughs> they pull up to Boris, and he says, take them to the shop. They find her flip-flops by the window. After she went out to the ledge, she's traversed the ledge to the other room. If you're getting chased, 
Would you escape like this out of the window? I don't like heights, so that's going to be tough for your boy. I get it. She's been traumatized. Some crazy shit's happening to her. But at some point, all right, man, y'all got me. I'm going to try to hide somewhere, but I'm not climbing out onto a ledge. That's not going to happen. I guess I'm just going to have to be sold to the lowest brothel in the world. I'm not climbing out onto a ledge. That's insane. The henchmen then also climb out onto the ledge to go look for her. I'm like, if she's not on the ledge, that means she went into another room. Just go check out the other rooms. What are you doing? Why would you go to the door? She's in the bedroom, the closet. And Maze, I want you to clip the scene from This Is The End, where Seth Rogen and Franco are hiding in the closet from Demon Jonah Hill. Breathing really loud. Don't breathe through your mouth. Are you doing loud nose breathing? I don't know where else to breathe from. My turn. Mm. 27. Stop. He's about to find her in the closet, and then he hears the goon shoot at a random man in his room. Yep. Security comes up to the floor. The goons gun them down. Now all hotel security is on high alert. The alarm sounds. We cut to Liam handcuffed to a pipe in a random room. Liam pops the device out of his pants leg, which is like a little Rhodes microphone that's apparently a cell phone. It's a little phone? Triple question mark? Then uses some hacky sack balancing to get it to his hands. <laughs> I like the beginning of American Ninja. <laughs> well, it's pretty hard for him to lift his leg in that position. Well, because he's 60. Because he doesn't have joints anymore. Because <laughs> his hips don't work. But they don't lie either. Also, I've only practiced and played hacky sack at one time in my life. Was it on a military base? No. It was in front of the... Oakley store to drum up traffic. It was at Oakley. Because <laughs> you were a hack when you worked there, of course. No, they told us, get a Nerf football, bring a basketball in, bring a hacky sack, whatever you want to do. We have fun here. <laughs> I would just dribble a basketball around the store all the time. Out on the floor? Yeah. You just be dribbling a basketball? <laughs> Come on. I swear to God. No. I swear to God. I would dribble a basketball constantly in the store. <laughs> You still got your Oakleys? I'd never hacky sack before, and I got good at it because we would just do it all the time. So I kind of learned it. And the guy who worked at the Rosetta Stone kiosk just outside our store, he was a hacky sack master. Out of way, Bobby! Yeah, I used to dribble basketball all over the fucking store. That's so stupid. I'm doing spin moves on the cases, like, constantly. <laughs> that's incredibly stupid. I'm practicing moves around the singular column case in the middle that's got the Medusa in. You're crossing up customers. Oh! Yeah. Broke ankles, bitch! You want some glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Because, Zach, you've never mentioned this before. I swear to God. Oh! I have tears coming out of my eyes. It was one of those glossy, multi-panel basketballs, the red, white, and blue. Like an ABA basketball. Basically, like a new version of an ABA basketball. Was sweet Georgia Brown playing in the background? I swear on anything. This was my day. And then when it got real busy, I'd put the ball up on the top of one of the cases. You wouldn't spin it on your finger? From Sacramento, California. <laughs> This guy is a heart of gold. He sells Oakleys and paints pretty, pretty pictures. He takes all three major forms of payment. Oh, I did not see that coming. Where are we? Oh, Haggy Sack, yeah. This is to call Sam. Straight to voicemail. Sam doesn't pick up. He calls Kim. Come on, Sam. Couple things. These are his vacation shoes. This motherfucker has work boots on, right? <laughs> Number two, the way he was reaching for the phone and dropping and reaching it. I said, this is me reaching for my charger cable when I'm in bed. Mm -hmm. I can feel it. I just can't quite grasp it. He ends up calling Kim. She's in the closet and her ringer is, I've got the eye of the tiger. <laughs> fire, dancing to the fire, and you're going to hear me roar. Wow. 
Wow, this girl's confident. <laughs> See, when you're in a good mood, it's a good song. Bad mood, bad song. And that's art. That's good art. Kim, listen to me carefully. I need you to calm down and pull yourself together. The man who came for you. Did they leave? Yes. What do they want? I'm going to find out. Wants her to go to the U.S. Embassy. He'll figure something out. Is mom okay? Mom's fine for now. That's the why. Don't ask about taking three. <laughs> Kim, this is not a game. <laughs> I know that. It's my parents' lives. You're wasting time. Can you get out of the closet safely? If you can, take the case with you. If you can, make sure you're in the pride parade. Supercharge that. Oh, come on. Puts the case on the floor. He gives her the combination. Take the map. Learn how to read it. I like that he's got a map in the case. That's funny to me. And a Sharpie. Take a shoelace from my shoes. Use it as a guide. Draw a three-kilometer circle with the hotel at the center of it. Because clearly it was only three kilometers away because he counted to, what, 60 or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then draw another circle with the market in the center. They intersect at any point. He's so disappointed when they don't. He's so mad. Okay, take a grenade out and go to the balcony. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I watched it last night, right? Uh -huh. I had two long days of travel, and I'm fucking tired, and I'm kind of falling asleep a little bit at this point. But this is my favorite part of the movie. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to start my day with her just fucking tossing grenades around Istanbul for echolocation. <laughs> is there a safe place you can throw it? No. It's a grenade. It's a grenade in the middle of Istanbul. It's a city. Officially cannot. Now who's the terrorist? <laughs> There's a parking garage. Anyone on it? No. She tosses it on the parking deck roof. It rolls under this poor person's like Toyota Corolla. That person's at work right now. Does your insurance cover grenades? She throws a grenade like Greg Cody throws a football. No, no, like Greg Cody throws an orange. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to get into how far away this parking garage is or her arm strength. She chucks the fuck out of it, man. She throws it like Greg Cody throwing an orange, but the grenade looks like 10-day Tony throwing an orange. That grenade looks like a Michael Vick Powerade commercial. That thing travels. Like Arnold throwing the Discus. <laughs> this car boosts the grenade like a hot spot. Liam counts to four, then hears the explosion. So he tells her to draw another circle around the hotel, four and a half kilometer circumference. This can't possibly work. This cannot be a thing. It's echolocation, I mean. Come on. Like he's fucking Batman. He's better than Batman. <laughs> what is he, a whale? Now the two circles intersect at two points. He's at one of those two points. Tells her to go outside and look at the flags <laughs> on the rooftop. They're in the wind going east, right? Think so, yeah. How do you know? Doesn't answer this question. Nope. I'm at the east point. Take a gun. Get to the rooftop. Wait for his call. Also bring two grenades. <laughs> Be casual. Blend in. Blend in. <laughs> Golden dumpster, man. <laughs> She's in her bathing suit. With no shoes on. Golden fucking dumpster. Let me ask this question. He's in a foreign country. How the hell did he get here with a suitcase full of grenades and guns? I think that he picked that up. This is not his first time there. I think he knows the city. Clearly not when he's telling <laughs> Lenny to walk 17 paces and to make a Go down that alley. Turn left. There's a red corridor. Say hi to the shopkeeper there. I owe him $5. Don't give him a 10. He doesn't have change. <laughs> the case was probably provided by the employer. Yeah, like I think it's provided in the city. If I need security, I have to provide them with all the tools of the security? Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't know. If you're importing it, yeah. That guy was a chic or something, right? Like he was super rich. He's the guy from the World Cup. <laughs> I did also like that 
in this case, there's a map, there's a Sharpie. There's also a flashlight mm-hmm. with a form-fitted foam spot for it because he might need to work in the dark. You never know. Yeah, sometimes it should be dark, man. Come on. He has to hang up and toss his tiny phone so he covers it with his foot in the dirt. She sneaks out of the room, goes downstairs, runs into a locker room. It's purple, so you know it's the women's locker room. <laughs> the maid catches her and calls her a thief. Yeah, and starts snitching hard. Snitches get snitches. Runs out of the building, gets a taxi. Time for interrogating and beating him. He's punching Liam's ribs. Boris walks in. Time to intimidate. He's slapping him with the photo. <laughs> slapping the shit out of him. Do you know these men? Boris snaps and the guy leaves the room. I've always wanted to do that. Just walk in, snap, everyone gets out. Love that. You recognize none of them. To you, they are nothing. But to other people, they are sons and grandsons, fathers Stop! and husbands. And you killed them all. Like there were so many nothings. And this one shows him one last photo. You do recognize him. Him you didn't just kill. Him you strapped to a chair. You attached electric cables to the chair. You turned the current on and you left it on until his heart burst. He's the one who kidnapped dozens of girls and ruined their lives. Roddy's counter to that. He was my son. Marco. From Tropoya. I'm going to take you to Tropoya to face the people whose lives you've ruined. To give them justice, you mean to give them revenge. If it gives us peace, call it anything you wish. I killed your son because he kidnapped my daughter. Boris back his the fuck out of him. I don't care what he did. You should. That's bad parenting. It's not like, oh, he got a D in math class. He had sex trafficking. He blows past this detail like Kim taking her driver's test past the stop sign. (laughs) I only know I will never see his face again. I will never hear his voice. And I hold you responsible. Worse's death will be quick and it won't be pleasant. But before you die, this is what you'll see. Brings in Lenore, takes out a knife, cuts her throat a little. Nothing bad. Flesh wound. They chain her up, pull her upside down. How long will it take for the blood to rush to her head and have no place to go? About 30 minutes. How does he know that? You are right. You're an expert for this. So you have 30 minutes to watch her die. She had nothing to do with this. Let her go. Don't play the hero with me. Now we are going to catch your daughter. She will be sold to the lowest brother in this world. With the roughest, toughest, coarsest rope in our rope inventory. She will be abused by so many men. This will be nothing more than a piece of meat. And flesh. And tendon. The talk would not hurt. She will be abused by so many men. Many, 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 many men. Throw dicks upon she come in her eye hole me. What? She can supercharge that. You know what? I'm this many men. He said many men. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Albanian 50 cent. Come in her eye hole. Come in her eye hole me. She can't see. <laughs> then he said she'll be nothing than a piece of meat that a dog would not have. And I said, have? Do we mean have like eat or have like. Do dogs fuck? Pieces of meat, I mean. Pretty much when dogs fuck, isn't that a piece of meat? Like a dog with a bone on this one. (laughs) A boner on this one. I'll just say it. Boris, not a good person. Not only did he know about his son's extracurricular activities, he might have been complicit in it. That might be the family business going on. He's not just the president. He's a client, too. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The reviewer who's like, who's the bad guy? I think it's the guy who's ignoring the sex trafficking. and It's everyone who's not Lenore. We call him Kim a villain? 
Uh, I guess because of the grenade. She blew up someone's car. The grenade. Yeah, Kim's a terrorist. Kim yes. is a full-blown terrorist. She's an international <laughs> terrorist. She went to a different country and blew up someone's car. The U.S. government defines terrorism as the unlawful use or threatened use of force or violence to intimidate or coerce governments or societies often for ideological or political reasons. All right, they leave and lock the door. Liam says to Lenny to not listen to them. Kim is safe. He spoke with her. Tells her to remain calm. Lenny passed out, man. Yeah, she's out. Boris goes into a break room. Everyone's watching soccer. In a 20 CB TV. That little ass 19 inch TV. It's little as fuck. How are y'all watching anything? You guys got money for guns and vintage Benzes and leather jackets? They don't have a couple hundred bucks for a decent sized flat screen? Mm -mm. Where were you going to put it? The room's full. This is the same building that has a busted piano. This is essentially an abandoned kill station. Kim bolts from a taxi when it gets stopped in traffic. Doesn't pay. Liam is trying to cut his restraints. Lenny is bleeding out way slower than she did when she got her throat slashed and taken three. Yeah, Lenny also has no-show socks on. Weird thing to notice. It's a weird thing for them to, to focus on. It's a weird thing to notice. But why would they, like, care about that detail? Why do you care about that detail? Yeah, I don't... Because I saw it. Why would they care to place it there? She's just wearing socks. A means of full white lotus mode where, like, everything's got a meaning. Everything matters. <laughs> that tattoo means something. Well, the tattoos do mean something in this movie. Yeah. It's on the hand. I don't care. Future callback. He breaks free, lowers her to the floor. Kim's waiting for the call. She runs up to her roof. Lenny's starting to regain consciousness. Liam calls her. Set off another grenade. The plan? Throw grenades around the city of Istanbul to use echolocation so his daughter can know which dungeon he's in. <laughs> he doesn't tell her to see if there's nobody in the way now. He just says set it off. Oh my god. Zach, that's not the plan. The plan is commit acts of terror. That's the plan. Oh, I meant it in a very Nathan for you kind of the plan. She tosses it, blows up a water tank. Water crashes down from the roof. Floods a lovely cafe. The water washes down on all these poor people just trying to have a cuppa. Yeah. You're close. Keep moving east. Count to 30, then set off another one. Set off another terrorist explosion. Yes. She's running on the roof. She's counting. They cut back to the guys in the room because they hear the explosion now. And I said, I mean, seriously, this screen is smaller than the laptop I'm watching this movie on right now. It's a tiny, tiny TV. He starts messing with the steam pipe in the room. Busts it open. Look for a white cloud of steam. I see it. Just like that. That easy, guys. That's how you find someone in Istanbul. Yeah. Three grenades and a steam pipe. A stove pipe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who do you call anybody? An SP. She gets there as the main Albanian. Goes in the room to check on Liam and Lenny. Liam says to drop the gun down the vent. She notices there are goons on the roof coming after her. Drops the gun and run. Dad! They're coming! Thank you for that exposition. Liam gets the gun, reaches for the clip. Guy walks in the room. He sees Lenny sitting on the ground. Dying slower than she does in Taken 3. I really cannot believe how quickly she dies in Taken 3. We don't know how quickly she dies because he walks in, she's dead. In enough time to go get bagels? No, because she never texted him. That was them sending a mystery. Oh. She was already dead. He goes to shoot the henchman, but he forgot to put in the firing pin. <laughs> Memory. He does Lenny's coming back. I don't think she's comprehending, buddy. No. I don't think she knows the fucking word you're saying. That's more for him than for her. She's in shock and bleeding from the throat. Unfortunately for the Albanians, a goal happens in the soccer match. It distracts them. <laughs> He's got a gun to one guy's head as he walks in the room. Finally, the guy screams. Liam lights up his chest. Time for a fight scene. Goon hits him with a bottle. Liam pistol whips him. Shoots another guy reaching for a gun. Guy tries to kick him. He shoots his toes off before killing him. 
He's out of bullets as an old man tries to kill him with, what is that, a fire extinguisher or something? He's definitely not out of bullets. He just cocked the gun. He chokes the old man out with the gun, reloads, headed to the rooftop to find Kim. Amblin about up on the roof. Kim's running. She leaps from one to another like Tom Cruise, man. The dude chasing her is clearing buildings in a single bound like Hancock. Mm-hmm. Just fucking jumping like Hulk. 300 fucking kilometers in one leap. Between Kim's jump and the grenade throw, I think she's more athletic than we thought. We know she's not a singer. Not a singer, and academia is not her shit either. <laughs> but maybe, just maybe the track team. Or the parkour team. Should be a decathlete. The guy jumps after her and gets clotheslined by a wire that apparently wasn't there when she jumped, and he goes crashing to the ground. And then the other guy doesn't get affected by it either. More rooftop running to a dead end. She grabs a pipe and turns around. You trying to get it? <laughs> Guy has a gun, makes her drop to her knees. Liam shoots him, and Kim is directly in the line of the shot. Yeah. Seems kind of risky. <laughs> also, all these people are supposed to be kept alive. This guy was going to violate orders and kill her. Yeah. She's crying, screaming dead. Says mom is safe. She's not. Lies. <laughs> She's really not. I didn't lie, Annie. I just didn't tell you certain things <laughs> they walk to a taxi Liam says slow down because she's walking a little crazed he puts her in the front seat of the taxi and the driver's like oh I've got a fare I've got to get up from this table and Liam just steals the taxi add Grand Theft Auto to the <laughs> list of many many felonies committed it tells him the man had the same tattoo as the guys in Paris and that's the part where I said wait they just left Lenore there Liam says they want him not her buddy that's not going to quell any of this trauma happening she's like oh okay cool I'm good no oh, thank god some Albanians come back to the room of dead guys. Now they're searching. Liam pulls up to the spot, says to wait five minutes. If he doesn't show up, go straight to the American embassy. Impossible. Much like an American ninja, <laughs> there's no such thing. Five minutes? Just walking inside is five minutes. He's already down to three minutes as soon as he gets his gun out. He types U.S. Embassy into an old school GPS. Uh, turn of the century, bitch. Those little Tom Tom or Garmin ones. Mm -hmm, Garmin, yeah. The day they came out with like Google Maps, I was like, thank God, man. She hops in the front seat. Good thing she had those driving lessons, guys. Call back. Ugh, not enough. Maze, let me tell you something. Oh, no, no, no. Wait no, till no. we get to the driving. No, you've gone too far. She's going to help Dom Toretto save the world at some point she's an expert driver two goons are carrying lenny off he finally finds her as they're loading her into a van they drive off and he just stands there yep man of action she's down to 20 seconds the police show up one of them calls rade liam comes up as kim starts the car the guy notices and liam shoots him there you go. Kill the cop. You cop killing piece of shit. <laughs> okay, now we're adding felony murder of a law enforcement official. Uh-huh. Oh, but the cops are corrupt, so. Number two, the old iOS looks so fucking corny, man. It does. It looks terrible. That old timer, I was like, ooh, with the greens and the blues. But remember, it was revolutionary. It looked so cool at the time. I'm so glad we moved on off of that. He gets in the taxi. We get this exchange. You killed him. I had no choice. Now move. Kim. I'm sorry. Are you shocked that your father's a murderer now <laughs> after two movies of this shit? How do you think you got there, lady? He asked you to throw grenades across the city just so he could find out where he was. He's going to have Kim drive. Oh, full circle because of the driving lessons. Hits her with a quick Cobra formula. Do you know how to shoot? No. Then drive. drive. Cobra formula, Sam Note 2. Forrest tells his guys they escape. Cops are after the taxi. Dad, I have to stop. I just shot one of them. No. No, 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 no. no. Go. 
Go, 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 go. These little bitch-ass cop cars, what are they going to do? She Tokyo drifts right into a cop car. He's just screaming at her. Go, move. He is barking orders at her constantly. It's her first car chase. Maybe give her a little wiggle room. Minus the collision with another car. This is exactly how my father taught me how to drive. (laughs) 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 Screaming the whole time. There is more care in the instructions that J.K. Simmons gave Miles Teller and Whiplash (laughs) that he gives his daughter during this car chase. This is Turkish bumper cars. Is it fair to give her the Helen Hunt driving award if she doesn't have her license and is running from the cops in Turkey? No, because she power slides with the e-brake. She's amazing. She drifts. She's whipping this fucking car around and reverse in to forward, putting that shit into neutral and then fucking cutting the wheel. Go, go, faster. I must have hit the go back button 18 times to confirm that it wasn't him grabbing the wheel for her. Yes, or hitting the e-brake or anything, yeah. That's her doing all of this shit. She is no Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt wishes she was Kim Miles or whatever their last name is. She'd be alive. Mills, right? Kim Mills? Kim Kilometers in Turkey. KM. He finally starts shooting his gun. After a long, long time of not shooting. He's a terrible shot, by the way, for talking all that shit about, can you shoot? Then drive. Nigga, you can't shoot either. (laughs) Drive faster. (laughs) I can't. Keep going. Speeding in a straightaway. Brakes and swerves to avoid a van. Cargo skidding like in Bad Boys 2. It sure does, man. She hits that Tokyo Drift. They turn. He's got a clear shot of the SUV chase and kills the driver. It hits a car, goes flying into the air, tumbles to the ground. In slow motion. Shout out to the camera work, by the way, on that car flipping. And he just yells, move, go. Come on, Kim, move. She's like, I'm trying. Another SUV is chasing. They shoot out the window. Liam uses Game Genie to have unlimited ammo. There's no way he's got this much ammo on him. Absolutely not. He didn't have his briefcase. She just brought him a gun. Now they're at a train yard. Oh, we've got a train crossing, boys. I love a train crossing in a car chase. Faster, Kim. I can't. She floors it across the tracks. Other SUV gets T-bone. Hey, T-bone. Blaring its horn. Car explodes while being pushed. See a bunch of soldiers in front of the embassy. It's like, once again, Bad Boys 2 going to Guantanamo Bay. Menage that note, boys. They arm all their guns. He says, crash into it. The soldiers will move. Buddy, they got 50 cows. They open fire on them with high caliber rifles. They're not shooting you with handguns. They are shooting you with anti-aircraft weaponry. Yeah. So they duck. He tells it to stay low. frame gate <laughs> they light it up man that bullet is going through the radiator through the engine and tearing you the fuck up yeah that car is being torn asunder yes getting hit by these bullets it's gonna be dust by the time he gets to that booth my note was literally no chance like bad boys 2 no chance they crash through the parking booth drive up the stairs and skid to a halt soldiers converge he asks if she's okay siren going off in the background over the loudspeaker they say nobody shoot it's a suicide bomber he calls sam tells them where they are they're golfing so they can wear more stupid hats (laughs) sam and the boys i said sam do you want to answer your fucking phone i called you Three hours ago, you didn't even call back. Says, call someone, make sure we don't get shot. He has that kind of pull off one phone call? I can't get to the phone call yet because Uncle Rico still got his fedora, but 
DB Sweeney looks so. Oh, DB Sweeney, man, is had it up. Fucking stupid. <laughs> He's got a very small cowboy hat on, and his handlebar mustache looks taped on. They all have different hats. We got a fedora. We got whatever the yeah. fuck DB Sweeney's wearing. We got a little driver's cap. Holy fucking shit. Brian's hat just got him in huge trouble in a meeting. God. Damn it. Mr. Andrews made Brian take off his hat. He said it was distracting. He said if anyone disagreed, he'd let Brian keep the hat on. Nobody said shit, dude. Nobody said shit. Bree, what did he do when Mr. Andrews made him take it off? Vincent, he took the hat off and he hid his head in his hands. You could tell he was crying. He kept saying under his breath, you can't fucking do that. Then Mr. Andrews said, what's that, Brian? And he said, nothing. And then a minute later, he said, it's not a distraction. The guy at the store said, I'm the only guy he's ever seen pull it off. Mr. Andrews asked him how much it cost. And he said, it's illegal for you to ask me that. And Brian said, I'm putting the hat back on. I don't care what happens to me. Mr. Andrews said, just take the hat off, Brian. No, I'm not taking the fucking hat off. Then he stood up and said, I've never fought for anything in my entire life. I'm fighting for this hat. He went to slam his hand down on the table, but he hit his water bottle and it spilled all over his laptop. And then I swear to fucking God, he tried to roll the hat down his arm like Fred Astaire, but the back flap got trapped around Rick's wheelchair. The boys are golfing. Boys are back in town. Can we just talk about basketball? God. All they do is cook out and play golf. Yeah. And then they do little missions here and there. It's a good life. My favorite part of the call is when he says, don't ask. <laughs> Okay. All right. No explanation necessary. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm going to need to ask. Okay. Sam absolutely has that pull with the embassy. He's just one call away. Hold on, boys. Bry's in trouble. <laughs> Crack work from his backup team here. Kim knows Bob didn't get away. Is she dead? No, 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 Kim. That's happening next movie. No, but they have her and they'll use her until they get what they want. Me. He's a narcissist. He was the one that was taken, Zach. I don't know if you know that. Kimmy. It's going to be okay. It's okay. Kim, Kim, listen. I have to find them. And bring your mom back. And then I have to make sure these people never bother us again in our lives. What are you going to do? What I do best. Oh, and then that's when everyone hopped. Yep. But on a poster. Rade comes in to see Lenny. Mrs. Mills. What should I do with you, Mrs. Mills? Did anyone get Jack Pounce vibe? Yes. You're not really talking to the person. You're just talking to talk. Absolutely. Gabriel Cash. You know? <laughs> well, there's absolutely no reason for Rade to be talking to her. She can't give him any info. Nope. He's using her as bait. Call the prayer over Istanbul. Liam's walking through the courtyard where he was taken. Flashbacks to earlier in the movie. He tells her, you didn't do anything to me or my family. You didn't kill my son. But your husband did. And I said, eh, technically we're divorced. Eh, <laughs> Ex-husband. Now he betrayed you by choosing to save your daughter instead of you. Is that how parenting works? That's not what happened at all. Yes. He left you here like a dog. <laughs> this dude likes to convert everything into dog ears, doesn't he? Loves dogs, yeah. A lot of dog <laughs> analogies in this movie. But then... She drops a bomb. At least my daughter is still alive. Jesus, Lenore. Ooh, that's cold-blooded. Emotional terrorism runs in that family, too. More Liam walking through Istanbul. Birds swarming. Birds. Man singing. Boat horn. 
Does he think they took her back to the original hiding spot? Well, they did. Guys, he imagines that they took the van onto a ferry, so he gets on a ferry. And he's just looking out at the water pensively. Motherfucker, what? Well, you heard the boat horn. Yeah, remember the boat horn. (laughs) That doesn't mean the van got on a ferry. That's a big fucking leap. Before taking one, he is out there doing every little bit of recon that he can and figuring out using all of his particular set of skills to find his daughter. This one, he just fucking guesses. Zach, don't be silly. He memorized everything that happened when he was taken and he's following his steps. He's retracing his steps. They didn't get on a ferry though. Didn't they? No, they just heard it. They're at a new place. All right. He went back to the old place. Well, he's walking through an alley, and this is where Scissor Me Timbers gets his scissors back out. <laughs> now Liam's walking past a bunch of bird cages. Birds. He's just using the sixth sense. There's a man playing a common che and kids kicking soccer balls. Yes, that same old man was there playing the same instrument before. He never moves. He's there 24-7. He imagines a van going up that street. Scissor Me Timbers is dragging scissors down her body. Scissor Me Timbers loves these scissors. God, he's got one move. There's like a billion dogs in every city. Oh my God. How do you know that that bark is the same fucking dog? Not a single one of them has a leash or an owner. Sees a guy smoking a cigarette, so he slowly picks up a chain that's sitting right there and chokes him to death. Yep. Scissor Me Timbers cuts open part of Lenora's shirt very intensely. He is playing with his food. Dog's barking. Goon yells to shut up. And then Liam sneaks up and kills him from behind. Grabs an AK. The dog is waving its tail. I don't know why that resonated with me. But it did. Just watching that dog wave the fuck out of its tail. It was happy. Happy to see Liam. Yeah. This guy's still running scissors. Scissor me timbers, dragging the scissors across her lips. Liam comes up to a room full of goons. I call this the henchman green room. It <laughs> says to shoot the dog. Liam walks right into this guy, unloads the AK into his stomach. Liam guns down the other two. Walks out into a center courtyard. Guys spraying bullets from the floor above. Oh, my God. Liam just waits. Calmly fires a shot. Takes one shot, kills the guy. The guy falls down the middle, still shooting his gun wildly while he's falling. That was a great move. I love that. Everybody shooting a gun in this scene. I said, it's so inefficient. They are literally just spraying everywhere not even looking not even holding the gun properly just hold it around a corner and just blah 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 blah. then a guy comes up with a knife Liam just throws him down where the body is that guy literally (laughs) brought a knife to a gunfight get the fuck out of here two guys fire machine guns through walls almost hit Liam Liam shoots one through a bullet hole he hears a gun cock and hits the deck because that's his super hearing coming back into play that's how he was able to echolocate with the grenades and yes the guy peeks through the bullet hole Liam reaches up and shoots him bad boys too another bad boys two crossover that's three another one fires around the corner blindly that was the laziest gunshot he's so scared at least he's down on the ground at least he was under the body and taken three he's just lying on the ground on his back he's just lying on the ground just right below. I like that Taken 3 took it back to the old school so many uh-huh. times in the way that Taken 2 didn't. Right. Almost as if to say people really didn't like how you deviated from how we did it in the first Taken. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back. Well done, Luke. It is not easy for him to get up from the floor either. No. It is so herky-jerky. We see a slow-mo shot of the bullet casing hitting the ground. 
all-time action movie staple. Oh, yeah. Love that. That's when one of the goons was just fucking spraying yeah. indiscriminately to the point where he emptied his clip. He sees the guys taking Lenore to the bathhouse, walks after them, goes hand-to-hand with a guy, stabs him with the handle. Eventually, Liam shoots him. They go to the streets with her. He's chasing through a market. Goes through one of these little bizarre stalls, and the guy's like, oh, you want to buy this? And he says, get lost. And I said... Because no one says get lost anymore. Yeah, no one says get lost anymore. Get lost is done out of the lexicon. And you know what? I kind of miss it now. Sure. It used to be really corny, but sometimes you want to tell someone to get lost. Liam's taking his sweet ass time, by the way. He's ambling. He searched the bathhouse, sees her on the ground. Now we've got guns face to face with scissor me timbers. Oh! They're gun to gun. The way they're mirroring each other's actions. Very face off. He realizes what I have to do is smack his gun to the side. Yeah. And so then they both do the same move at the same time and I'm like oh shit you didn't met your match now because Sisame Timbers is the <laughs> only one who's actually like fucking going toe to toe with Liam Neeson they grab each other's forearms and move the guns to the side shoot three or four times next to each other's heads and Liam is squinting and scowling so <laughs> hard the way their arms are interlocked holding the guns they're scissoring it's like scissoring I was gonna go with the classier version Maze oh okay when married couples drink their first glass of champagne together oh the wraparound yeah oh Champagne. And enough champagne to fill the Nile. They struggle. Both release each other's ammo. Both guns get tossed. It is a hand-to-hand display, man. These guys are incredible. They tackle each other onto a big marble table yeah a sumo wrestling ring i'm not sure what this room is it's a bathhouse it's a turkish bathhouse so i assume it's like something along the lines of it's supposed to be on fire and they throw the water on it and the steam comes out but right now it's not turned on that thing's enormous you think that whole thing is on fire yeah because yeah, it's a big room yeah turkish bathhouses man that's a thing it's turkey they have bathhouses. You keep saying Turkish bathhouse like it explains everything. Well, there they just call it a bathhouse. Okay. Liam read that in a book, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Liam's like nine inches taller than this dude, by the way. Yeah. But Scissor B. Timbers is holding his own, man. Yeah, he is. I'm telling you, this is the first true match he's met. Liam removes his jacket. I'm like, oh, shit. Real hand-to-hand combat, boxing, grappling, countering. Eye gouging. He gets out of a Liam sleeper hole. Or a sleeper hole. He gets a little knife out, starts swinging that between his knuckles. The most upright fight I've ever seen. <laughs> no hips bending, no knees bending, nothing. Absolutely not. Zach, before they started the fight, they made it clear. Nothing in the face and also no bending. Yeah. No bending. He goes to take the <laughs> knife out of his hands and gets clobbered. Then the dude kicks his his janky knees he'd be done after this man he'd be done man remember you had to do rules before you fought yeah man wow is that a 20 cb thing i feel like kids fight dirty nowadays they just go do whatever back in the days you'd be like nothing in the face and none in the nuts and i'm like all right cool now everyone's an mma expert yeah you just 20 cb fighting etiquette put a thumb in someone's ass now and that's what? just cool that's part of it you don't see this shit all the time in mma i've never seen someone put their <laughs> all thumb the time. in another guy's ass during a fight they shove the thumb right up the they ass they call that the el hassan no i'm a 20 cb guy man i have <laughs> standards okay mma thumb up the ass is what i'm looking up fantastic the algorithm definitely needs that Scissor me timbers, clocks Liam. He hits the deck, falls off the platform. The guy picks up the knife, goes for the killing blow, but Liam blocks it, mm-hmm. grabs him by his legs and ass. Pulls his ass down, man. Lifts him up and slams him on the ground, snapping his neck against the side of the platform. The dolphins have cleared him to start on Sunday. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, I'm sending you guys clips of multiple MMA fights. I don't want clips of thumbs up the ass. Don't send me clips of guys putting thumbs up the other guys' asses. I'm just telling you because you guys are like, that happens? And I'm like, it happens all the fucking time. The listeners will know. Warriors fan sticks his fingers up a dog's ass. <laughs> Not, and it sounds like something completely different. And now for something completely different. It says must see and then a puke emoji. <laughs> I don't want any of that. The listeners, just like they support me on Val Kilmer versus fake Val Kilmer, they'll support me on this one. Nobody supported you on that. I didn't get a single fucking tweet. Fucking bullshit. Yes. What are you talking about? An outpouring of tweets. An outpouring of tweets as oh usual. God. Also DMs on, on Instagram. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I'm just saying. Good for you. Oh, me, I'd love it if you'd, I'd love it if you'd follow me. I, I, I agree with you on Val Kilmer. They never say that. Oh, man. They never ask to follow. You're so funny. You know what they say? You're probably never going to see this. That's what they say because they know. No, you know what they say is, hey, you might have something here, but by the way, I fucking hate Rula too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all those people, by the way. Suck my dick. How about that? Okay, so they fight. He's almost about to lose the fight. Then he, like, blocks, and then he flips, and all of a sudden now he's got the upper hand. Yep, we described all that. And I'm just trying to catch this up. Because you were putting your thumb up somebody's ass that whole time. No, I was looking it up. Yeah, you're trying to catch us up? We already went through this. But now here's the thing. <laughs> Me, Maze, and the listeners already went through this. He holds his face, and they're so close, and I said... <laughs> Because there was tension between the two of them. You thought they were going to fuck for a second? I thought they were going to make out. You thought they were going to make out? <laughs> he looks into his eyes as he dies. How did he kill him? Did he steal his nose? He did the old, oh, got your nose. It's a very weird, gentle, little, final neck snap push, I guess. Yeah, but the problem is, is they didn't give us the satisfaction of the bones crunching. They did music. Just give us the sound effects. Mission accomplished. They're just looking at each other. All of a sudden, he just fucking strokes his face. All of a sudden, the guy's dead. Like, what's going on? Picks up a gun, goes back to Lenny. She coughs. She's still alive. So he goes and gets Scissor Me Timber's phone, calls a number. Here's a faint ringing in the other room. It's Rade, who's just standing there. The faint ringing is, I got the eye of the tiger, Bad move, bad song. That's, <laughs> That's Arch. That's good art. What are you waiting for? You have other sons? Too. And if I killed you, they'll come and seek revenge. They will, for sure. And I will kill them too. For sure. You can change that. You can go home, live your life, enjoy your sons and your grandsons. I feel like we've tied up all the loose ends, man. And my other son, Marco, the son you killed. Am I supposed to just forget that? Just to forget it? No. No. So throughout this movie, he says the signature, no. But this time, as I was waiting for him to say it like that, he didn't. He said, no. It was kind of like a sharp, no. No, 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 no. You'll just have to live with that, like the parents of all those kidnapped girls. Or you can die here. What are you telling me? What I'm saying is if you give me your word, I will throw down this gun and simply walk away. Why? Because I'm tired of it all. Oh, okay. Same note too, bro. Unless... This movie does well at the box office, then we'll find a way to make a third. Boris nods, Liam drops the gun, Boris picks up the gun. It clicks because it's finally empty. Yeah. For the first time in this movie. No firing pin. Liam shows him a single bullet. That's the one bullet that was left. Drops it and then just pushes the guy's skull into a hook behind him. He mushes his face. No, 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 no. To death. Not a hook, not a mush in the face. A second got your nose killing. <laughs> That's why kids are so freaked out yeah. when you grab their nose. Just kill them. Boris dies, unfortunately, with his ass on. <laughs> Mouth and eyes wide open. Tough end for Boris because he had a great movie, but he just missed the shot at the end. His name's Murat, by the way, not Boris. Boris the Blade. Snatch. Boris the Blade. 
What? Boris the Blade from Snatch. I've been calling him Boris this whole fucking show. I've been calling him Rade. I've been calling him Morad the whole time. I thought you were just fucking up his name. Yeah, okay, so we're all hitting all the buttons here. All right, cool. What? All right, no, no, no. Just, you know, just throwing it out there. I called her Olivia Cockburn the whole fucking movie. No, you didn't. Did you? I changed it. Did not. Once May said, said her did name did was did Cockburn. Not. Say did not, you stupid fuck. Just say did not, you dumb fuck. I said, did you? And you... He said, didn't I? And I said, welcome to Cinephobe. May said oh, that her real name it. was Cockburn. He said it. <laughs> Why are you not knowing show bits all of a sudden? Did you go to Scotland and just fucking lose all this institutional knowledge? I drank a lot there. I just didn't get drunk. I drank a lot today. Right now. In the course of this episode. I mean, useless. We're four hours in and he's already drunk. He's got to do something at 1 a.m. He's going to be drunk. Cinephobe is going to be at 1 a.m. and he's not going to be able to do it. Like, what, are you kidding me? He's hammered. Why do you think I said Alex Baldwin? Why do you think I said Alex Baldwin three hours ago? I knew you were fucking covering. I knew it. I was drunk. You lying piece of shit. I was drunk on my ass and I slurred and I was like, ah, shit. Piece of shit. I fucking knew it. I didn't lie. I just <laughs> didn't tell the whole truth. Lenny comes back to life again. She's alive. Tells her they're safe. She asks about Kim. She's safe. More crying. Buddy trembling. We're all safe. Three weeks later. Yeah, Zach's happy. This is so fucking funny. He's stressed. He's sitting on a bench. Well, what's happening? Oh, it's for the driving test. Film noir. And this guy has terrible shoes on. He has the worst shoes in movie history, man. They're not comfortable. They're not stylish. They're not even tactical. No, not at all. Bell and Howell would never put out that shoe. <laughs> They're orthopedic, obviously, because he has no ligaments <laughs> in his legs. He can't move his hips. He's whispering instructions from the sidelines to himself. Line it up. That's it. Now, begin to cut. Not too fast. Not too fast. Straighten it out. Straighten it. Straighten That's it. Stop, stop, stop. Perfect. No, okay. Guys, I've gone like 17 hours right now. I haven't said anything problematic. What? And now i got to say one. That's not true. You're just talking about putting your thumb up people's ass. You sang come in her eye hole. Okay, here we go. Zach and I both had problematic <laughs> things you've said chambered. This is how I narrate while I'm getting head. Okay. Line it up. That's it. Stop <laughs> begin to cut. Not too fast. Not too fast. Straighten it out. Straighten it stop, out. Stop, straighten, stop. straighten. That's it. Stop. Stop, stop for me. <laughs> I was like, yo. I'm problematic. He's a problem. Lunell is the driving instructor grading on a clipboard. Yeah. Well, perfect score. Congratulations. Oh. Tells Liam, I was perfect. I've been saying that since the day you were born. I love when you guys do Liam. Both of you guys, you do it. It's so. Ridiculous. Pretty locked in on the Liam Neeson voice at this point, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, the voice kills me every time I hear you guys do it, man. What would you like to do to celebrate? <laughs> I've got an idea. I'll drive the Malibu Pier again. Callback from Taken 3. <laughs> Future callback. I thought she was going to say, I got an idea. Let's go to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> no kidnappings there. <laughs> Let's go to Romania. Ruby's Cafe, milkshakes. Lenny's there. She and Liam are same side boothing. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I just ordered three milkshakes, but there's a fourth. <laughs> Kim ordered the fourth. Yeah. For who? In walks Jamie. Liam's face 
false. Liam is going to murder this guy. He says, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Shooting daggers at him. Lenny has to elbow him and tell him to behave. It's cool if he joins us. Of course. He snaps out of it, shakes his hand. Progress. Don't shoot this one. I really like him. Everybody laughs. Ha! I'd be like, motherfucker, what? Zach, that's why I said, hey, dad, let's make casual references to the string of murders you committed, including a law enforcement officer. Oh, my God. I was shocked. We like to have fun here. I was blown away <laughs> that she could so casually make a joke. That's the last line of the movie, me. Yes. Yeah. I always like to think of, oh, that was the last line that thought that was going to tie this one up. That's the last line. Don't shoot this one. I like him. Because it's funny. Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I found this backstage. Uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's funny. It's funny because it's uh, bigger than a <clears throat> you know, normal hat. The trauma. Maze. The trauma. Sweeping shot of the pier, we roll credits. It might be the exact same B-roll shot as Taken 3. I think it is the exact same shot. Yes, it is. Because it's the same time of day and everything. That's how I do. Before we get to trivia, would you guys like some of these deleted scenes? Yeah, go ahead. Deleted scene number one. Airplane lands in Albania. Caskets come off the plane. The airport guys and the bad guys are all speaking in Albanian. Which is, I think, why this scene was cut. Because they're like, oh, we can't have some Albanians not speaking Albanian. Everyone else is. There's the guy saying, hey, wait, wait, you can't take these caskets until you fill out the paperwork. The uh, bad guys want the bodies now. And they pull out guns. And that's the end of the scene. Rewatching the intro to the movie, I noticed the opening credits. They're splicing in, actually, clips from that scene. Oh. Let me see number two. Lenore and Kim are talking about Liam romantically. Like, oh, are you guys going to get back together? Why would you say that? Da, da, da. They're doing a lot of cutesy references. She's trying to get her parents back together. And then Lenore says, I don't think about your dad like that anymore. Kim says, really? And then there's a knock on the door. And that's when Liam comes in. And that is actually the lead-in to Lenore deciding she's not going to go out with them after all and just going to take a bath. Oh, that's up in the hotel room. Yep. The lead scene number three. Remember when they're transporting Lenore from the safe house to the van to take her around town to bring her back to the same safe house, apparently? And they're going down that little hallway or alley or whatever. Liam actually catches up to them in this deleted scene and deals with the two guys. And saves her before they get to the van. I guess they deleted it because it didn't fit with the rest of the story. Delete scene number four. When they find out that Liam has escaped and has killed everyone, they call Murat. He says, go to the shop and get some men to the other henchmen who are not wearing leather jackets. And that's the end of that scene. And then finally, this is the most important one. There's a deleted scene of a foot chase where Liam is chasing Scissor Me Timbers and Murat through the streets of Istanbul. Oh. And there's a lot of shots of Liam running. Guys, that might be my golden dumpster. Liam Neeson running. Wait, I saw that. That's when I said he was taking a sweet time. Was he ambling back and forth between trains and shit? He was ambling like fucking crazy. Yes. I was fucking dying because they did him no favors. I think that's half of the extra time that they put in there, the extra 10 minutes. It was a strong seven minutes of him just running. Well, not running. <laughs> well, whatever it is, you call what he does. Who cares if you lose the game? You got this off your chest. I mean, it's just one night of bar trivia. Ooh. One night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us. Trivia is sacrosanct. 
Although this movie mostly involves Albanian mafia and thugs, there's only one member of the cast who is actually Albanian. That's a shocker. Why wouldn't they have a bunch of Albanian people if they were going to speak in English the whole time, Maze? movie was shot as an R-rated film, but was later edited down to a PG-13 for its theatrical release, just like its predecessor and its sequel. Just like its father. His father, his father before him. When production was announced, it was not immediately clear if Liam Neeson would return for the lead role and Mickey Rourke was considered as a replacement. What? That was my favorite trivia. That would have been terrible, man. That would not have worked out. I mean, would it be him playing Brian Mills or would it have been a different taken story? Yeah, is this like a Renner situation? Or a D.B. Sweeney situation? Also, prayers up for Jeremy Renner. Oh, whatever. (laughs) What? Whatever. Jesus Christ. We just move on. (laughs) Rade Serbizia performed in two movies with very similar sounding names. Taken 2, the movie we just watched, and Tekken 2. Those movies came out two years apart. Ah, taken two years for those to come out. (laughs) Brian Mills decides to teach Kim self-defense after being taken in the first movie. Yeah, just throw grenades. That's self-defense. Become a terrorist. (laughs) Zach, can you guess how many people died in this movie? Oh, man. I would say 40. Not bad. 30. It was 30. Okay. I'm guessing henchmen and other people, Mm. which goes back to my whole thing where Americans view life on levels that any of these people who died, including this police officer who's just doing his goddamn job, it's okay because he's not American. I shot a Turkish cop, but I'll be fine. I'm going to have milkshakes by the end of this movie. (laughs) That's insane to me, but I realize the reason why is because the people who make this movie are people who think about these things as, well, they're all weird-looking, swarthy people, they must all be on the side of the bad guys. Can you be weird-looking and swarthy? Yes, because some people are intimidated by swarthy and some people are turned on. It's like a fucking fetish. Hmm. Give me that Tony Medley, Zach. Okay, for children. Which is just unbelievable. I'd show my kids this movie. The original Taken was one of 2008's best movies, directed by Pierre Morel and written by Luc Besson with Robert Mark Kamen. The sequel is also written by Besson, but is written by Olivia Megaton, also with Kamen. The first was relatively realistic. In the first, Liam Neeson's daughter was taken in Paris, and Neeson spent the entire film finding her and telling her abductors. Telling her abductors? What does that mean? In this sequel, Neeson and his wife are taken in Istanbul, and the rest of the film is Neeson escaping and killing his abductors. This one, while tense, is loaded with some pretty silly things. I don't know which one is the silliest, so I'll just list a couple of them. Neeson uses a handgun that he must have found in the Republic Pictures prop room because it never needs loading. Yeah. Same note, too. Same note, too. Liam just shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots, and the bullets keep coming. I haven't seen a gun like that since Gene Autry and Roy Rogers stopped right in the range. There it is. The second one is Neeson's remarkable ability to find a needle in a haystack. The way he figures out where he is located after he and his wife are abducted and blindfolded is indeed ingenious. It's what? Ingenious. However, when he starts to going to look for his wife, fragility is strained to the breaking point. <laughs> he had enough at that point. I did too, to be fair. Jesus Christ, I'm thinking like Tony Medley now. Maybe the weakest part of the film is that the bad guys just aren't that hateful. They are led by the father of men killed by Nisan and Taken. But the leader, being the father of a slain son, is basically just a loving father bent on revenge, even if his son had been a monster. His henchmen are basically nameless and faceless people whose only purpose is to be slain by Neeson. Whoa, whoa, there's a name. Scissor me timber. Because of the bad word of mouth and because I did not see it in the screening, I was not expecting much here. So I was pleasantly surprised when I spent a relatively entertaining hour and a half. (laughs) The cinematography of Istanbul is particularly rewarding and the actors all give fine performances. 
I mean, what do you think? At first, I thought he was shitting on it, but now, is this like a six out of ten? Seven out of ten. Close. Oh my god, he loved it. He loved that shit, man. He really loved it. This shit doesn't make any sense, but, you know, a loving father. A couple of loving fathers just cutting it up. Scissory Timbers was doing the cutting. <laughs> he was. He barely cut. He barely. just liked to run scissors along people. I'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant, something that uh, may benefit mankind. And if you would devise something that's groundbreaking, I guarantee you a A in this course. Oh, well, hold on, man. You firing me? You can't, you can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Louis Pinnock Accent Award. I think it's got to be Rade, even though that's just his voice, because he's got a great voice. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be Albanian. He's not Albanian. That's the reason why they did it all in English. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's supposed to be Albanian. I don't necessarily know what Albanian accent sounds like. Sorry to be ignorant here, but I'm going to guess it doesn't sound like Rade. You ignorant fuck. (laughs) Have you never heard BB Rexa? But not very many other people talk in this movie. Definitely not very many talk with an accent. On the topic of BB Rexa. What? What? Why? (laughs) BB Rexa is fucking Albanian. And then I said, oh, on the topic of BB Rex. What's the Lewis Pinnock? Fuck you. Okay, like, you know what? I was going to tell a real fun story, but fuck you. Go ahead and, oh, I don't know. Oh, it was Rade. Oh, okay. Move on. Let's show me who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah, we got soul. Horsemen, poppy talk or reverse poppy talk, because that's what this whole movie's about. And there's a lot of exposition as well. I'd say reverse poppy talk. I'm not mad at reverse poppy talk. This motherfucker Rade really fucking yeah. had a hard on. I'm talking about his son, Marco. From Therpoia. His other sons, his grandsons. And Liam's talking about his daughter the whole time. So, yeah. Can you call someone basically just a loving father bent on revenge? Even if his son had been a monster, when the father is like, yeah, I'm going to send you to the lowest brothel. Do you want to do the same kind of evaluation on Liam fucking Neeson's character in this movie? Exactly. They're both pieces of shit. They're bad people, man. They're both having sloppy steaks. Oh, yeah. It's like back real good. I used to be a piece of shit. Spiked up blonde hair. Little bitty jeans. Chicken spaghetti and chicolinis. People can change. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ass on, ass off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fucking ass off. Ass on, fucking ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. D.B. Sweeney is Bernie. The way he said lay money. I didn't buy it at all. Not to mention his stupid hat and his stupider mustache. He doesn't know how to wear a hat. Clip one more clip from the fucking hat trial. (laughs) Nobody said shit, dude. Nobody said shit. Maggie Grace is kind of bad at the beginning, but she's fine at a certain point. I wish she threw that grenade, man. Yeah, I think it's D.B. Sweeney. Really? The second he was out there, I picked. I was like, this dude's ass on. Lenore doesn't get any fucking... She was great. What are you talking about? Lenore? Yes. I'm going to take a bath. Mm. That's how a mom would be on a vacation. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> I've got moves too. Finger guns. That one was ass off. It's the same shit. No, it's not. Uh, Wearing ankle socks? <laughs> no shows. Oh, yeah, right. No shows. Bombas or whatever they call <laughs> yeah. the ones that I get targeted ads for when I'm not getting targeted ads for lube. Jesus Christ. Or condoms. What was that? No tears lube or something? Solo play. <laughs> Solo play is what they called it. Paul Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. I enjoyed Scissor Me Timber's performance. But I think it's Liam Neeson as Brian Mills. It's Liam. Liam's fantastic in this. Amblin Entertainment. What is another nominee? Roddy was good too. Except he died with his ass on. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Sisame Timbers is good. Sisame Timbers was fucking good. Yeah. Toe to toe with Liam Neeson is no small feat. And he had small feet because he was real short. Oh, I forgot. There was one other nominee. I, I take it back. Moped guy who crashes into the fucking the teddy bear. Oh, and the teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Liam Neeson. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? It fits you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees. <laughs> it's got to be a sweet man. Rade completely ignoring that his son was a sex trafficker whenever Liam brings it up. Liam triangulating his location thanks to his daughter throwing grenades and echolocation. Liam making his daughter drive in a car chase and barking orders at her the whole time. <laughs> the final showdown with Scissor Me Timbers and Liam whispering while she's doing the parallel parking during the driving test. But for me, <laughs> it's the grenade echolocation, man. Much like him lighting his bullet hole on fire. <laughs> Not just putting something hot to it, right? Not just cauterizing the wood, but like lighting it on fire. Like it was a flaming Dr. Pepper. He poured alcohol on it and then just set it ablaze. We've had that. We had the fucking magnets and six underground that I thought was so fucking cool. The grenade echolocation. I mean, I made sure to go to bed last night when I got to that scene so I could be fresh in the morning for it. When she starts chucking those fucking grenades around like a goddamn terrorist and she blows up someone's car when they're just at work, she blows up that water tower and just terrorizes the people below. And who knows where that shrapnel went. That is so fucking funny as an idea. It is ingenious. I'm with Maze. It's got to be the grenade echolocation. Well, hate to break it to you guys, but I came down for two nominees for me, neither of which was the grenade echolocation, which I was just mortified by. Wow. I didn't know you could be mortified. <laughs> you were mortified. I was mortified. This did it. If I was white, I would be mortified. <laughs> the deleted scene of Liam Neeson chasing after Scissor Me Timbers and Marat. Chasing is aggressive. Word choice there. Foot chase. It's called deleted scene. <laughs> Brian foot chase extended. It's so long. It's definitely extended. Harder. But it was so funny watching. I laughed so hard. This was full body. We're seeing his legs, <laughs> the way his hips move side to side. It kind of bobs back and forth. We're seeing the whole thing. Not the whole thing. It could not supplant what was clear and far away the golden dumpster for me. Marat telling Lenore, now we're going to catch your daughter. She will be sold to the lowest brothel in this world. She will be abused by so many men. She'll be nothing more than a piece of meat and tendon that a dog would not have. That scene had me crying maniacally because there were so many things. Yeah. Whether it was the, the 50 cent quote in there, whether it was the meat and tendon, whether it was questioning what a dog would not have actually meant. I was like, this is clearly my golden dumpster. Well, Maze, you picked it, motherfucker. Over file. 
The only thing that stuck with me from this movie was the grenade echolocation. Nothing surpassed it, even the rise of Scissor Me Timbers and his triumphant death. It was an experience. It was 90 minutes. Liam Neeson is old, but not quite too old at this point. Not taken three old. Not on a steeple. Not memory old. <laughs> definitely not. He's killing people left and right. He loves basketball. He loves basketball and hanging with the boys, <laughs> making sloppy steaks, being pieces of shit. Slicking his hair back, wearing white bathing suits, white couches. You think this is slick back? This is pushback. It's funny to watch this after taking three. I really enjoyed that experience. It's a file, boys. I mean, so I enjoyed taking three a lot. I hadn't watched taking two at all. Hadn't watched taking one in 15 years. But I thought Taken 3 is like, oh, this is a nice nice little twist on it. So when I went into this, I thought, oh, Taken 2 clearly has to be the better of the two sequels. But I found myself just annoyed the whole time by everything. Wow. By his superpowers, by how stupid Kim is. Kim really has grown and matured by Taken 3. She's been hardened by some serious trauma over two movies. I know, but I was just like, this is just dumb. A lot of it was dumb. I didn't understand the henchmen being told, hey, capture them alive and just lighting people up. I didn't like that co-location. What? It, it was, Get it the was, fuck out of here. Are you out of I your fucking mind? Get off this podcast. I just did not like it from a premise of suspension of disbelief. Taken. My respect for you. Like Tony Medley said, and I hate to be the one that co-signs Tony Medley, but it just stretched That's my- That's not the like, part my, that he thought stretched it. It was him retracing his steps that he thought was a bridge too far. That did too. All of them were bridges too far. Very too far. And most importantly, I just didn't like. As much killing as he did in Taken 3, uh -huh. I didn't get the feeling that like, yo, he's a bad, like he's killing bad guys. I'm like, okay. This one, he killed so many innocent people. Yeah. And I was just like, why? And I'm, you know, it's a folk for me, man. I don't like this movie. <laughs> wow. It offended me. Wow. It offended me. Yeah, but memory is good. Got it. Remember, he has Alzheimer's. What's he supposed to do? He doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, man. That slurred, didn't it? <laughs> shit. It sure did. Ah, shit. <laughs> Alexander Bald. <laughs> Alex Bald. Zach? Oh, man. I fucking love this whole franchise. I celebrate the whole Taken catalog, man. I love it. I love it so much. I've seen all these in the theaters, some of them multiple times on a weekend. I'll admit, I didn't remember a lot of this movie other than the grenades and Liam Neeson killing a lot of people also didn't remember him being as murderous as he is. I thought taken three was the one where he committed the most crimes. No, it's definitely taken two, but dude, this is such an easy file for me. I'm shocked. I legitimately thought Amin would be a file and I didn't know what maze was going to do here. I thought it'd be 90 minutes was going to lock it in as a file for Amin. Did I just block the sweep file bump? I think you did. No, I phobed memory. What? Oh. It was a terrible, terrible fucking movie. What? Oh, then fuck you, Maze. And I feel a lot less guilty. You phobed memory, then fuck you. You don't deserve on this podcast. Okay. Agreed, yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez, I'm slurring hard. <laughs> it's not good. I don't know if you're going to make this flight, not time-wise, just you might be passed out before you get to it. Have I ever told you the story where I got fucking roofied 
in fucking Miami and still made my flight? No, but I feel like you just did. Yep, there it is. No, it's, there's so much more to it. No, 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 I'll tell you right now. His memory was taken. If you want to do the thing where you just you just mute me down, it's all right. But I'm going to tell you guys a story. I want to tell you guys a story. I don't mind for the pot, but I want to tell you guys. Make sure you're sending us your full profile, right, your golden dumpsters, oh, your ass we on ass off, your five horsemen, your Lewis Pinnock Award I at Talk Hoops. fucking raped and murdered. You don't give <laughs> a shit. Me. <laughs> at Corn Puzzle at Levitard Show on Twitter. My sweet virgin ass just taken from me. I don't think that's virgin. I hope no one's in the studio right now. It's time we make love. <laughs> you introduced me to Jade. about what's next guest yes i'm excited about this one i'm excited about this one too a legitimate fan of cinephobe amin and i talk to him often on mad dog sports radio he is a super bowl champion he's a big man he's a house of a man yeah maybe even a new house of a man <laughs> he played for the packers he protected aaron Rodgers. he played for bill belichick he is an offensive lineman for i think about 11 years in the NFL, yep. our friend Marshall Newhouse is going to join us. The way we found out, Zach and I have this radio show that we do on Mad Dog Sports Radio Saturday nights, and Marshall's a guy that we would have on, you know, for NFL coverage. This guy has invaluable insight. The second time we had him on, we just finished the interview, and at the end of it, he's like, by the way, I love Cinephobe. And me and Zach are like, well, hold on now. Yeah, I looked it up, yeah. And then he starts tweeting us, like, specific show bits Holy shit, this guy's a listener, man. He really does, yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. I knew for 2023, our first guest needed to be Marshall Newhouse. And so, Zach, you provided him with a list of movies. A list of Liam Neeson movies. And he he made a selection, man. He really did. What did he pick? Did he pick one of these Amazon Prime ones that we keep seeing? No. He's taken uh-huh. the 2019 action-adventure comedy Men in Black international (laughs) fuck out of here no he didn't he sure did no he didn't that's right so we've got taken three taken two and mib four i saw this one in the theater there's no tommy lee jones there's no will smith let me read you marshall's text i'm picking mib at least to shake it up a bit knowing it's going to be bad the sacrifices i make for the pod life (laughs) you guys want to hear my roofie story now (laughs) 